The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio Digital Media. Brought to you by Brown and Wood, Buick GMC, Cadillac and Mazda. Hey Pirate Nation, this is Tom Brown from Brown and Wood Buick GMC Truck. We've been serving the Pirate Nation in Eastern North Carolina for 83 years. We have four brands, three generations, two showrooms, and one goal to make sure you leave a happy customer. We're located on Greenville Boulevard next to the Convention Center or shop us online at brownandwoodauto.com. The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. You can paint this with purple. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Hi, welcome in to a... My mic's not on. I got everybody else's mic on. Welcome into a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Rock here with you inside the Pirate Radio studios. Coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930. We are online at PR927FM.com. And you can find us on Facebook Live and on YouTube. If you'd like to watch today's program, make sure you're subscribed to Pirate Radio TV on YouTube and check out all of our videos, including a new episode of Pirate Radio Trivia dropping later today. We uh, recorded earlier today with a couple of uh, ECU alums, Stephen Asby and John Carden. That episode will be out later on today. We got a fun edition of Pirate Radio Live on the way. Billy Weaver going to join us in about 20 minutes. We'll talk to Weave about what's going on in the world of sports. We'll talk some local baseball at 4 o'clock. Gene Briggs is the coach of the Babe Ruth All-Stars in Greenville. They are hosting the Southeast Regional beginning tonight at Guy Smith Stadium. So we'll talk about that. And Stephen Igo will join us inside the Pirate Radio studios to preview the 2021 ECU defensive backs. We'll knock out another position preview on today's program uh shirley rhodes is here chandler honeycutt is here and we will kick off today's show with jenny shelton pirate radio zone hello jenny hey clip how are you i am great and also amanda houston joining us inside the pirate radio studios as well amanda welcome to the show hi there thank you for having me you did great on the pirate radio podcast thank you Clip. and uh great job uh, on that and glad to have you ladies in here today and uh talk right into that mic so we okay. can hear that, that lovely voice all right um, we wanted to get you on amanda and jenny because uh the ladies football clinic is going on this friday right and uh we got all the details for you on that and first of all people can still sign up ladies can still sign up for this right absolutely they can show up actually friday oh okay so you show up and uh, you'll be ready to go let's get the uh the who what when where and why on this and i guess let's start uh amanda now is this something you guys did at jmu or did that start when you got here no, we did it at jmu we actually also did it at the citadel okay um and it's just been just a fun little thing it gets the ladies involved and a lot of guys especially if their wives aren't that into football it's kind of a fun way to get them involved or if they're just big pirate fans um it's also just a way for them to um, be more involved so it's just a, a really fun night and ladies get together they meet the wives of the coaches a lot of them and then the coaches themselves so awesome and uh jenny you're a veteran at this right <laughs> yeah well last last year well two years ago was my first time and that's where i met amanda and um we had a lot of fun we got to tour the new locker rooms 
which is really cool. We got to see, and I'm sure we'll get to actually see the new uniforms maybe in person on the mannequins. So the ladies might have the first eye-to-eye look at the new uniforms. And then we get to um, go out and do some tackle demonstrations. Yeah, we and lift some weights. There you go. Big John gets to us. And then, <laughs> um, and then we end the night with um, a little dinner and um, just hanging out and talking and about everything we did. So five o'clock, everything gets underway on Friday? Yeah, they can come in, and, and, and you could probably register, I think, a little earlier than five, but check-in is at five. Check-in pictures tours. So you'll uh, mm-hmm. you'll get that tour you were talking about of all the great facilities and also uh, pictures. And then uh, at six o'clock, staff introduction, uh, introductions and chalk talk. Mm-hmm. So are you guys running over plays, X's and O's? X's and O's. You know, all right. They, they go through kind of their role and what they do and a little bit about the games. Pay attention, Jenny, so you can come back and give us some info on what ECU's going to do. I, I generally know, but if they get like really in-depth with those like in, in secret names, then I don't know what they're talking about because that's like the third person supposed to run and cut. And I just know, you know, slant, slot, those types of things. <laughs> so we'll be good. We'll Same be here. good, Clip. Chandler, make sure the uh, program button's hit. You got that? All right, we're good to go. Uh, all right, well, I'm going to quiz you on that one day, Jenny, and see how much you do know. Uh, 7 o'clock, weight room. Mm-hmm. All right, what goes down in the weight room? I mean, we do for, we do some drills. We do some weights. We sit-ups and things Squats of that nature. Squats and jumping yeah. jacks, and um, they make us huff and puff. They yeah. like they like putting it on us a little bit, Clip. Show us what they've been doing with the pirates all summer. All right. But good it deal. is a lot of fun. Ladies yeah. laugh a lot, and they have a good time. Skills and drills at 720. So you guys running routes? We do, yeah. Uh, blocking, tackling. What else are we doing? They got, a lot, they got a lot of safety bags out <laughs> around <laughs> all of the <laughs> demonstrations. They so and, and then there's like three guys surrounding in case somebody flies off the bag. So it's super safe, but you can go and run through stuff and jump and tackle. And, and kick a field goal. Yep. How long can you uh, kick a field goal, Jenny? I don't think we tried that last year, did we? I thought we did. Can you hit an extra point? I have never tried. Maybe we did that at JMU. Maybe that was at JMU. My fault. But, yes, we have done that before. I don't know what they're going to do this year. Maybe that. (laughs) And then at uh, 745, this looks like my favorite part if I was attending, dinner in the town bank tower that sounds like a blast oh that will be that's a new part we didn't get to go in the tower last time because it was still under construction oh that's right and then the first year it was actually still under construction even the weight room and whatnot because mike had just gotten there and um they were rebranding everything and so some of the things were still half done like the tunnel hallway where they walk out before the entrance to the football game and whatnot so i'll be interested to see what other changes they've made so, uh, what the coaches will be a part of this as well, Amanda? Well, yeah. So they, they they'll do their little chalk talk, talk, and that's a lot of fun. So I, I think it's great for the the ladies because they you know get to know exactly who the offensive coordinator is. You know, a lot of times they're seeing them from afar. I'm listening to them on the radio, but this time they get to see them and maybe meet and greet. We love Donnie Donnie K talk, don't yeah. we? Oh goodness! So are you sure you're going to get all this done by 7:45 if Donnie K is talking? <laughs> that think, could take a while. That's I think possible. Coach Houston gives them like a time limit, and okay. then he gets the evil eye by his mm-hmm. wife. By the way, <laughs> programming alert: uh, yeah. Donnie Kirkpatrick will join us Friday right oh, here perfect. on Pirate Radio Live. So. You should bring his wife in too. Yes, um, she is a fellow Washington football team fan, yes, so I am a fan of hers. Uh, we talk some uh, some Washington football every time we uh, see each other. So the ladies' clinic going on, ladies' football clinic, Friday, 5 o'clock, $75. You can register ahead or you can show up exactly. on Friday. Exactly. Anything else uh, regarding the clinic? No it's, no, it's super fun. And you can also sign up, I think, at 
www.mikehoustoncampsllc.com. All right. So if you want to go ahead and pre-register, there is a form you'll have to fill out if you come to the door to register, just a medical clearance form. But other than that, you can still walk up to the door or pre-register. We hope to see you guys out there. It's super fun. And bring friends. It does end up being just a lot of fun if you have your girlfriends there to giggle with and have a good time with. (laughs) It's a good reason to get out of the house and keep your hubs at home, keep the kids, and go out and have a glass of wine and Mm -hmm. enjoy the night. Uh, I made a mistake, Amanda, right after spring ball. I saw, I host sports trivia at AJ's. I saw a couple of coaches, including the new running backs coach, Chris Foster, mm-hmm. and introduced myself. I talked to him on the radio, but hadn't met him face to face. And spring ball had ended, and I said, All right, coach, you get a little vacation time in now, a little time <laughs> off. He said, There's no time off. No, no. He said, "If What do you say if you're not working every day? It's like shaving. You can tell <laughs> when you don't shave every day. You can tell when you don't recruit and work every day. You're able to get a little bit of time off during the summer, but yeah. has that about passed you by at this that point? It's over. I, <laughs> it's fact, over. In fact, I, I finished unpacking all the suitcases. They are in the attic now, and it's done. So it we're is ready football for time. football season. That's exactly right. <laughs> and uh, we are certainly looking forward to that. Uh, Amanda, what is the uh, tight end depth chart looking like right now? Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> you got any notes for me? I, I do Any not, inside do info? Not. Oh, man. oh come on Cliff that's not fair I had to throw I had to ask you know I'm looking for any inside info I can get I'm not the one um over the uh the weekend my wife asked if we had Hulu because we have all these streaming whatevers it's the only one we didn't have she wanted to watch a show with Nicole Kidman so we got it and then realized that show doesn't come out till mid-August anyway long story short I was like well since I got it I'm gonna watch something on it I started watching Friday Night Lights Oh yeah. Have you? Are no. you a fan? Really? No, we didn't watch it. Wow. Okay. And I was. I think that's one of those things. So. Is it too close that, to home? <laughs> I think it is. And so he started reading that. This has been years ago, and he was a high school coach. I, I, this is a funny, not a funny story, but it, to that point. Yeah. He had that book, and we were lying in bed one night. I was reading. He picked it up to read, and he literally like opened it, read for a little bit, and shut it. And he goes, <laughs> "Nope." I just finished the season, and this is too soon. Why do I want to read about my life, like what I'm doing? Exactly. That's a good point. That yeah, makes a lot so of sense, like, actually. Nah, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, I know uh, Mike is a fan of Yellowstone. Yes. He shares, uh, in fact, Morgan Ayler's kind of got me on it, and I tweet every now and then to Coach Houston and Morgan about it. Uh, are you? Do you watch that oh, as well? huge fan. We're, we're obsessed. Coming back this fall. What else have you been watching? Any other new series that you guys have dove into? Um, mm, Ozark, um, which I don't We're know still waiting on the season not, coming back. I know. It's so great we show. just finished it. It is. It is, actually. So we just finished, got caught up. So that was good, but we're still big Yellowstone fans. Yeah, that's the, uh, we're waiting on that to come back this yeah. fall. Excited for football in Yellowstone coming that's right, up that's right. this fall. All right. Uh, anything else, Amanda, we need to know? before? No. Thank you for having yeah, me. Yeah. Thanks ladies for coming on. Out. Yeah. Thank you for coming back to the studio. And um, register for the ladies clinic this Friday, guys. Um, or show up. Yeah. Five o'clock on Friday. You can show up a little ahead of time, you said. And uh, going to be a really, uh, really fun evening for the ladies. Get to know uh, the coaching staff and uh Know more about me and a lot of insiders on football. You get to tour the facilities. You get to see the X's and O's. So it should be a lot of fun. Jenny, report back on any inside info you get, okay? I will. Maybe you'll have me back next week, and I can try try another solo venture, see how that goes. I tell you what, you're getting better every time you step into this room. I'm, I'm trying, Cliff. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Amanda, thanks for coming. Thank yes, you. Thank you. Jenny, we'll see you around the hallway. Sound good? We got to go do more work. Okay, get get to work, get to work. Uh, Let's take a timeout. We'll come back. Billy Weaver will join us on the other side. 
We'll talk about Billy's Beach Breakfast and everything else going on in the world of sports. That's on the way on Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. We're back with you after these words. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. You've worked hard to start your business and are working even harder to make it successful. And that's why it's important to have a bank in your corner when you need them. As the business world throws you curveballs, Select Bank and Trust is here to be responsive to your needs. Select Bank's team of local bankers can make local decisions and cares about you, the customer. Get the business services that are right for your business today with Select Bank and Trust. Bank local, bank select. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Rock. All right, thanks to uh, Amanda Houston and Jenny Shelton for joining me. Segment number one, talking about the ladies' football clinic going on this Friday. You can uh, register or just show up on Friday. It is at five o'clock to around seven forty-five ish, and uh, there will be a dinner. There will be uh, skills and drills, weight room visit, uh, chalk talk, all kinds of stuff, and a uh, cool T-shirt uh, that you can get as well uh, if you are a part of the ladies' football clinic going on this Friday. All right, uh, we will now head out to the Fixed NC Live Line, I believe, and talk to Billy Weaver, or will we talk to Billy Weaver? We will talk to Billy Weaver as he joins us on the program on a Tuesday. Weave, how you doing today, man? Doing good, man. Hot. Hot. Is it just me, or is it hot? It is smoking, buddy. It is smoking outside as uh, Weave joins us here on a Tuesday. And uh, Weave, let's start here. Boy, I, I hate to start with the bad news. The good news is the Mets are going to win the NL East. I'm going to tell you, Weave, they're going to win it this year. Bad news is this is the most Mets story I've ever seen. Saw this today. Glenn brought it to my attention that the Mets contract agreement with their first-round pick, Kumar Rocker, is in limbo due to concerns with his elbow, his pitching elbow, and we've i don't know if i've seen this one before we know about the mets and their injuries how about an injury to a pitcher before he be, can even become a met yeah that's um that's <laughs> a little different yeah but like you but like you said man that's the most met thing that could happen because i don't know how i became a fan of two teams being the mets and the washington football team that are so dysfunctional um it's it's amazing. The the amazing Mets continue to amaze. But yeah, that's that's something you don't hear uh, very often. But I'm not surprised. It doesn't surprise me anything that that happens with the Mets. So aren't they aren't they still paying Bobby Bonilla? <laughs> yes, and they will be for the foreseeable future every uh, every year. And you know, and you know what? I always forget about that until July rolls around. And yeah, you're like oh yeah, that's right. The Mets are still paying Bobby Bonilla, who hasn't played in the league in what twenty years. We celebrated Bobby Bonilla Day earlier this month here on uh, Pirate Radio Live. We speaking of uh, Washington's dysfunction. Ron Rivera has cleaned some of that up on the field and in the locker room. There's still Snyder's involved. Um, 
although maybe dan's wife uh her being in charge would be better than dan being in charge i don't know but uh we saw last week the cleveland indians are changing their name to the cleveland guardians so former pirates trey benton seth cadell and their number one draft pick of this year gavin williams could potentially suit up for the cleveland guardians one day and it got me thinking a couple things first of all when i first heard it it sounds awkward there is a meaning to the name for folks in cleveland so i guess that's cool named after a bridge (laughs) yeah and when you think about it like we just accept the names red Sox and white Sox. but how stupid would that be in 2021 if a team if washington said we're the washington burgundy Sox, it would be the dumbest name ever but we're just used to it in baseball so we accept it so uh i think what i'm trying to say is i'm all in on red wolves we've i know it's difficult to say red wolves red wolves right but uh but that's the one i'm going with i'll be disappointed at this point if it's not red wolves or just wolves well i was and i i think we talked about this before i'm 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 on the red hawks bandwagon yeah and and because of what we talked about, it's hard for me to say Red Wolf, <laughs> Washington Red Wolf. I just that doesn't roll off my tongue well. And but a, I'm just I'm just being selfish on that one. A wolf is cooler than a hawk. We can all agree on that, right? No, I agree. Okay, I agree. Then how about the Washington Wolves? Yeah, I think that the the throwing the Red Wolves in there, <laughs> it's just I can't say it. Yeah, I think I I think I said this to you before too. I have I have trouble saying the word rural. <laughs> I have to sit and think about the word rural. Rural. To our, it's weird to me, and um, having been in the broadcast business for almost 30 years, you would figure that I would get over that, but it's, I, I never have. So I just don't know how long or if I would ever get over not being able to say Red Wolf, Washington Red Wolf. <laughs> So it just sounds like you're you're slurring. You've had a few, and uh, it does. It sounds like I've had a few drinks, which could be the case here lately. Uh, um, but but the the Guardians thing I thought was interesting when I was reading the article about it. I guess it was a it's it's I don't know much about Cleveland, yeah, um, in that area. But I guess it's there's a bridge there that has a Guardian Tower or towers, yeah, or something like that, and it's it's a big deal there. So I do like the sense that you know they're they're going localized with it, yeah. Um, I do agree with your assessment too on the Red Sox and the White Sox. I have never really figured that one out. And you know what? Another one that that goes into that whole thing is how about Presbyterian? You know what they are, right? They're the blue hose. Yeah, and that's like blue socks because the hose, I guess, were the athletic socks. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's the red socks, the white socks, and the blue hose. I tweeted something about it, Weave, and our buddy Brian Medor, who is a LA Dodgers fan, uh, talked about their team name and you know, kind of how weird it is. It was named they were the, originally the trolley Dodgers for like he said homeless people that would like have to dodge all the uh trolleys in the burrows there or whatever yes yeah (laughs) and thought about that too yeah until you said that when you said dodgers i immediately thought yeah that's a weird one too um I'd, i'd have to sit and think of some other weird ones um that don't make a whole lot of sense well the new orleans jazz would be an awesome team name but utah jazz is the dumbest perhaps team name that's so funny that you say that. You took that right out of my head because I thought of the Jazz immediately, and I thought of you know teams that have moved. Yeah. When they were in one city, it made sense, but when they moved to another city, it didn't make 
much sense at all. And that, the jazz is one of them. Yeah. So because the Utah Jazz. Um, yeah. That's that's uh, that's team names are crazy. Um, and I'm just I'm just hoping that sometime soon. I would I would guess you know, it's already been announced that they're going to go this entire season. Washington is with being Washington football team, but they haven't said um, when they will announce what their new name is. So I think that's going to be something to follow this year. I mean, Cleveland did it on a random what was it Thursday or Friday during the baseball season, so it wouldn't surprise me, Weave, if it's it might already be determined. But if it's out publicly during the football season, because Washington is losing a ton of money right now not having merchandise out there and and right you look everywhere you'll see every team in the nfl just about and there's not hardly any washington football team gear i don't know you know i wouldn't mind a hat or something but they're tough to find you can find them online but if they go ahead and roll out a name even if they're not called that officially on the field yet they can start to uh, to get merchandise out and try to make up some of that money they're missing out on a lot right now that's a very good point and especially with jersey sales man yeah you could, like a Chase Young, why you know? I know lots of people I, that would love to have a Chase Young jersey right now, and but I mean, would you buy one and not knowing what the team name is or what the jersey's really going to look like and all that? So yeah, they're they're missing an opportunity right now, and that surprises me a lot with Dan Snyder because you got to remember <laughs> this is a guy that charged ten bucks a pop to go to training camp. A yeah, few years back. well, I hope you're not going. Weave your parking pass might be forty five dollars this year to watch training camp, so they might up the prices. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that so that surprises me that a guy like Daniel Snyder is not taking advantage of that in the merchandising department because as you well know, NFL merchandise, man, just the the rights and just what you what a, a team makes on merchandising alone is a fortune. I remember, you know, going when I would go to Washington games, I could barely I did brought by my stepson, I think the last time I went, a uh, Brian Arakpo jersey. Tells you how long it's been since I've gone to a game. Um, but if you go in that store during a game weave, I mean, it is, it's not even standing room only. You have to stand sideways to get in. I mean, that stuff just flies off the shelves and now it's all online and everything. So, uh, yeah, Washington missing out on a, uh, big chunk of change until they do come up with a team name and they got to get it right. They got to get the logo right. I tell you what, no matter what they do, we've, we know how it is, especially online, it's going to get trashed. You just got to get through that first day or two, and then everything will be okay. Kind of like Guardians, I guess. Yeah, and like we, we talked about the Wood Ducks. You know, I, yeah. I didn't think that was a great name at all, but I've grown to actually really like it and like the logo. It just took a little bit of time, and it's like anything else. But it's funny that you talk about the merchandising thing with Washington. Is I have a I have a funny merchandising story. I took my son um, at, to a um, um, exhibition game up at. Uh, FedEx Field. We were coming. We were coming back from Baltimore, and actually just timed out right. So we bought some tickets and, and went to a game. Well, as as a youngster, my son was a Duke fan, and still is. Still is a Duke fan. Lo- loves Duke basketball. He had a Duke basketball hat on, and it just had the D on it. So you know what? Oh yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Cowboys. And I told him that. I told him that it had a D on. The, it was a black hat with a blue D on the front. <laughs> Well, you could it, on the back. It was a it was a fitted hat. So on the back, it had Duke written on it, small and blue. Yeah. Uh, and he kept telling. And I said, man, I said, I don't know if you want to wear that in here. You know, you know that looks like a Dallas Cowboys hat. He's like, no, this is a Duke hat. And I said, I know it's a Duke hat. And I said, <laughs> some people will. I said, yeah. you're going to get flack over that. He didn't believe me. Oh man. Of course, we walk in the stadium, and man, he got. 
uh, I, there were probably four or five people. Nobody that got really ugly with him yeah. at all. But it was just kind of like, man, you don't need to be wearing that hat in here. And he's like, it's a Duke hat. And, and I, he said this to one guy. He said, he said, it's a Duke hat. And the guy said, hmm. I don't care. It looks too much like Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> also, a lot of Maryland Terrapins up there, uh, Weave, so that didn't like Duke. So he's he's bad either way. But, yeah, people sitting behind him are like, all right, we'll give him a pass as a Duke hat. People walking in front of him, a different story. So yeah. there you go. Well, he had, after about the fourth or fifth person that said something, <laughs> it, was right, it, was, it was right about when the game was about to start. We're sitting down in the stands and looks over at me and goes, Dad, can we go buy a Redskins? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Of course, Dad's got to got to go into the the uh, stadium store, which of course everything in the stadium uh, gift shop or, or souvenir shop or whatever you want to call it is overpriced. Oh yeah, I think I paid like forty, fifty bucks for a hat for him. So I wouldn't mind going to see Washington play in Bank of America Stadium. I feel like that would be a kind of laid-back atmosphere, and there'd be so many Washington fans there anyway. You'd find uh, a lot of people to root with. But I have no desire at all. I might do Cowboys, but I have no desire at all to go to, like, Philadelphia or New York to see a Washington game. Like, I I just don't even think it would be fun, all the idiots there, and and, uh, you know? No, it it wouldn't be fun at all. To tell you the truth, I mean, I would be so – I'm I'm not really that that guy that like shies away from stuff, but just to kind of so I could enjoy the game. If I went to to Philadelphia or to New York, I don't think I would wear any gear. I don't think I would wear anything that identified me as a Washington fan. I would just sit sit and enjoy the game and root for my team kind of quietly. Yeah, but and and, and again, that's not fun. That's not football. Right. Like, yeah, that, that would take the fun away from it. Now I have been to. Uh, Bank of America when Washington played there. As a matter of fact, I was there uh, the game that kind of cost Ron Rivera's job. Um, I was at that game. Um, oh, yeah. Now, now I would love to go to Dallas for a Washington-Dallas game. Now, I would take that because I haven't been to um, AT&T Stadium. I, I've not been there. I've not been to Jerry's World. I do want to go because of the spectacle of it and yeah. because – I, you know, and because anytime you can watch Dallas and Washington play, I'm all for that. I've been to you know uh, FedEx to see Dallas play there, but I've never been to Dallas to see Washington play. So I would do that, but definitely stay away from Philly and New York. It would just be too much of a headache. Yeah, in Dallas, there's a lot of Washington fans and a lot of opposing fans that are at that building. It's almost like a bowl game atmosphere when you're in that giant stadium. Uh, Shirley, before we we'll move on from this topic, I sent you a. Uh, a tweet that I want to play on the air. It's actually Ron Rivera giving an endorsement for a uh, team name. I saw a video of this, and uh, we'll play that momentarily as Billy Weaver joins us on the Fixed NC Live Line. Speaking of overpriced things, I watched a documentary. It was a good documentary, but pretty disturbing on Woodstock 99. This might be more up uh, Shirley and I's era. I, and we, you, I don't know if you were into that. It was like right at the turn of this dumb rock rap combo. Uh, and I look, I love Limp Biscuit as a 17-year-old kid. 
uh but i can now say it's pretty awful music but i loved it at the time but um they were charging four dollar waters in 1999 at woodstock 99 and like everybody i remember went nuts about it remember that yeah yeah it is a uh but it's a good documentary on hbo max all right here's the audio and we'll close out this conversation uh ron rivera talking to i believe a reporter doing a story they're in a golf cart and here's how it sounded i was was gonna ask if you could pick another name if you're allowed to say what would you because i have a suggestion wow (laughs) one that caught a lot of steam that i did kind of thought would be cool would be red wolves yeah i like that okay there you go red wolves ron rivera on board with it I think he's got a little bit of pull up. <laughs> yeah, I do too. So uh, just some, I think it's the leading candidate at this point. Just throwing it out there. All right, Billy. Uh, last time we talked. Oh, go ahead. Have, have you heard if they're doing anything like Cleveland did and involving the fans and a fan vote or anything? Because you know that was a big. From what I understand and, and reading the article, Guardians was like the leading vote getter from the fans um, that they had a ballot, ballot there. Are they going to do that in Washington? Actually, I've seen, and this is going back, it was like a team survey thing, and they uh, they put some really wacky choices up there for people. Uh, but I think they have done, let's see, uh, this fan said... Uh, anyway, I don't have it pulled up right now, but like they would have some weird ones up there. Uh, some of the names, so they give you options, and I guess you pick the best one. Some of the names that season ticket holders got in the fan poll was the Washington Commanders, Washington Pilots, Renegades, uh, Warriors, Armada, D.C. Football Club, <laughs> Washington Brigade, Washington Red Hogs was in there, Weave. Red Wolves was in there. Um, and then the weirdest one, and I don't know if they just did this to be funny, but I saw people commenting on this on a, a Washington message board. Washington Demon Cats. What the hell is that? I don't know, but that sounds like an arena football. <laughs> the Demon Cats, yeah. <laughs> the Wood Ducks are going to play as the Demon Cats this weekend at Granger Stadium. So, I mean, I don't, I don't hate the name as far as being like a, a intimidating name, but it does sound like an arena football league team. And yeah. what did you say? The DC something sound like a soccer? Team? Yeah, DC football club. Um, that sounds too much like a soccer. Yeah. Team there. They so, the- so they have like sent out some things to get fans involved. Fred Smoot, who I follow on Twitter, has been pushing Red Wolves the last year or so. And I I see more on that name probably than others. There was one that had historical significance weave. What was it? The um it was a some pilots had a name and I can't I can't recall it at the moment. Red something maybe. Red Tails. Red Tails, that was it. Tails were 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 pilots. Um, I think yeah. it was a, a group of pilots, and they were the Red Tails. I think that's what the significance yeah, yeah. of that was. But uh, with with the Red Wolves, are we going to be actually, if that's the case, or is it going to be like NC State when you go there and you see you hear the howling of the wolf? I guess so. We're just going to have to in the stadium. We're going to have to fix our brains to root for that on Sundays and boo for it on Saturdays. We've <laughs> yeah, I guess at, at least. At least our team can be the ones that the uh, the opposing fans can come in and say, "Man, I hate that noise." <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> All right, um, we when we talked last Tuesday, this is just still fascinating to me. 
we had no idea texas and oklahoma had had discussions with the big 12 about leaving had talked behind the scenes about joining the sec this all came out middle towards the end of last week and has since been like an avalanche down a mountain and now uh today they officially notified the sec texas and oklahoma did they are seeking an invitation for membership beginning july 1st 2025 so it appears that they are indeed going to kind of play out their grant of rights media agreement with the big 12 which ends um, on june 30th 2025 and they are headed to the sec unbelievable that these talks didn't get out billy and, and none of us knew anything about this well especially when you talk about schools the size and the prestige and the history of texas and oklahoma and with all the enormous boosters that they have in there you gotta know that there were a lot of boosters and a lot of big money people at those schools that knew what was going on and knew that there were talks involved and for all those people to keep that under their hats until it came out here recently and with it being so quickly that everything is is happening that's amazing to me especially in this day and age now back you know twenty years ago i could see that happening because you didn't have as much social media and all that stuff and there wasn't so much information floating around there but like you said man it's it's amazing to me that that stayed under wraps for so long and what this is going to do, this is going to be the next wave. You know, we had talked about, you remember the uh, the realignment of everything that happened? What, has it been like 10 years ago now? Yeah, in fact, uh, we looked back at that. It was 2012 when USA Today had an article about ECU joining the Big East. So it happened a few years prior to that. It all got going, and that was kind of on the tail end of the Big East crumbling, the American, all that. Yeah, so it's, it's been a little over 10 years. And you know what? To tell you the truth, I'm surprised that it's taken this long for another realignment because after that happened, if you remember, we had talked about, you know, for the couple years after that, okay, when is the next big realignment going to happen? Because it's going to happen. And there was talks about, um, you know, different leagues and teams moving, and there was a little bit of shuffling around, but there wasn't that big major realignment. This with Texas and Oklahoma, um, this this is going to be – huge with realignment it's gonna it's gonna be a trickle-down effect there you know there's already talk of course mike oresco with the american is yeah. talking about you know possibly pillaging some of those big 12 schools and getting some of those now will that happen or will the big 12 stay as eight teams will I, I, the questions are like endless now so it's it's been such a big ripple effect with these two schools that it's um it, this is going to be something that's going to be the talk of the college athletics landscape for, for quite some time. We got more questions than answers right now, but, you know, Kansas, Iowa State, are they options for the Big Ten? Uh, does the Pac-12 try to go east and bring in like a a Texas Tech or an Oklahoma State or something like that? And what does the ACC do? Do they get involved with West Virginia finally? And, uh, and at that point, what's left? And can the American – stay together and and our best hope as an east carolina fan and as an aac member we've is the big 12 just crumbling and all those schools going to different conferences including uh the american yeah because what's going to happen is these big 12 schools when you talk about getting big 12 schools to come to the american athletic conference if the big 12 can stay together you got to remember their part of the uh you know they're they're one of the group of five or the one of the power five they're not one of the group of five like the American. The American's not part of that big deal. So if you're a Big 12 team that's kind of left out, um, why would you go to the American? You would want to strengthen your conference and maybe pillage from another conference 
And then there's still there's still that opportunity or that talk that we had talked about a few years back of these super conferences. I mean, yeah. who's to say that the SEC doesn't take even more and the ACC doesn't grow a little bit? And then you have you know five or six super conferences, which you know could be a detriment to the AAC, or they could fall in line with that. It's there's so many different scenarios out there, and it's just going to be. It, to me, it's going to be fun to watch. It really is because it's going to be fun to see who goes where and how that all happens because it's going to be, I, I tell you what, right now athletic directors and, and university presidents are on their toes and they are on their phones 24-7 trying to figure this thing out. Billy, we were joining us on the Fixed NC Live line. We've 38 days away from kickoff. When that number gets in the 30s, it starts to feel real. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's right around the corner, and it's, it's going to be fun. Yeah, I can't wait to, to see Dowdy Ficklin Stadium back at full strength as far as the fans go. And, you know, right now we're keeping our fingers crossed that we don't get any more crazy variants and all that stuff. And, um, you know, football season is going to be a lot different this year. It's it's going to be, you know, a whole lot <laughs> more fun. You know, I think with East Carolina, too, and I, I had said this, I, I I expect East Carolina to win six games this year. Um, I don't know if that's um realistic i don't know if that's me being um i don't know a little bit of you know looking through the purple lenses or whatever but i expect it i expect six wins from east carolina i expect them to go back to a bowl game this year um i think they've got the talent to do it i think they've got the coaching staff definitely to do it they you know they're um coming into a time right now where you kind of expect that you expect to see you know uh i i kind of equate it if you know anything about grass it's funny because i just got in from cutting the grass that's why i was saying it was so hot outside but i have centipede grass and centipede what it is is centipede sleeps the first year when you plant centipede grass it sleeps the first year it creeps the next year and it leaps the third year and i started thinking about that and i was like you know what in the college coaching landscape that's pretty dang on accurate because when a new coach comes in year number one is sleep year number two is creep but year number three, you better be leaping. And I know that's, you know, we're already past that year number three, but this is the time I think the uh, pirate football program needs to take that leap. All right. I like that, Weave. I don't, I, believe it or not, I've never heard that one before. Uh, <laughs> Weave, you said football season is going to be different. I, uh, I got a personal question for you. What the hell are you going to be doing Friday nights and uh, Saturdays during August and September and beyond? Um, hopefully talking to you guys a lot more. Okay, good. <laughs> I, let me let me tell you what, though. I, I am I'm definitely going to take in some high school football games. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm going to miss I, – I, I don't know if I can stay away from high school football on Friday night. Having done it for, you know, nearly 30 years every Friday night during football season, going out to Friday night football games, um, the good thing is, is that I literally live within walking distance to Farmville Central High School. I can walk. It's, I mean, Farmville Central High School is literally right across the street from my house. Um, I can open my front door on a Friday night, and I'll be able to hear the fans, and I can hear the call in the stadium. So I will definitely uh, be attending my fair share of Farmville Central games. Um, hopefully, I can I can actually help out some sports departments yeah. on Friday nights. Um, I'm definitely going to be at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium doing a lot more tailgating and a, and a lot more actually watching the game uh, as opposed to watching it through a lens, which is, you know, a lot of people don't realize how different that is. Um, you know, because when I'm shooting football games on the sidelines, 
you're kind of honed in to where the ball is. You don't get to see a lot of off-the-ball action and see a lot of things. You know, I've had people come up to me, man, man, did you did you see that hit in the backfield or did you see that hit that uh, safety, you know, hit that crack back block or whatever? And I'm like, no, I, I didn't see it because I was in the lens. Yeah. So that's that's the fun part is I'm going to be able to sit in the stands and actually really, really watch the game the way I, I like to watch it. And uh, hopefully I can uh, join you guys on the post-game show um, on on, hmm. uh, on game nights. That would be fun. Hmm. Okay. Uh, hmm. Interesting. Maybe uh, Maybe so. Uh, I, I'll, I'll miss our old tradition of me, you, and Shirley uh, eating at halftime. Well, you eating and me and Shirley sitting there during halftime of games while you take a break from the sidelines. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. That'll that'll be fun. Hey, I'm I'm gonna have to uh, I have, I'm gonna have to claim that I'm a uh, a true member of, of Pirate Radio to keep a, a media credential. <laughs> there you go. That's right. You got to keep that uh, that credential on your neck. We, no, I got to finagle a way to get into the press box. Don't don't yeah. let Tom uh, don't. don't, <laughs> don't don't let Tom McClellan over there know that we're uh, we're finagling anything, or you know, uh, what we'll what we'll maybe Pirate Radio can find some uh, some work for me to do. That way, I can keep my credential. Hmm. Maybe we can just uh, do that coming up this fall. Stay tuned, folks. <laughs> All right, we've uh, everything going good with Billy's Beach Breakfast. It is good. It is we're getting getting into the uh, stretch run here. We'll probably uh, through August, so the next five six weeks weekends or so and then we'll shut it down for the winter and i'll be able to enjoy some football so it's uh, it's been very successful i've been very happy with it uh but it is it is a seasonal business so i think once we you know once once football season comes back around the beach business is is gonna gonna slow down for sure kenny has an idea on facebook live our early game on the 11th we don't love nooners but we do like breakfast let's get some billy's beach breakfast uh truck out there and uh serve some breakfast yeah. to the fans that's that's an outstanding idea. Huh, something to look at, Weave. Huh. Uh, yeah, I hadn't thought about that. That is an outstanding idea. There you go, Kenny. Uh, check that out. All right. Wonder, uh, uh, now, now I have to check into the logistics of that. Yeah. To see what kind of, uh, you know, permits and all that stuff. Yeah. You know. Yeah, well, I don't wanna, something to think about. Wanna, something to think about. Tick anybody off over at the university. <laughs> go up. Yeah. <laughs> Weave, uh, thanks for joining us, man. Have a great rest of your week. We'll talk to you again soon. All right, man. We'll see you. Our Tuesday chat with Billy Weaver from Billy's Beach Breakfast joining us there on the Fixed NC Live line. Take a timeout, wrap up, wrap up hour number one. We've got uh, we'll some news of the day uh, topics coming up at four o'clock. Gene Briggs going to join us. He is the head coach of the Greenville Babe Ruth All-Stars, hosting the Southeast Regional. If you want to see some great Babe Ruth baseball and uh, root Greenville on, you can do so at Guy Smith Stadium, and uh, we'll give you all the details on that. Also, Stephen Igo, Hoist the Colors, will join us later on in today's program. We'll continue our position previews. Today, we'll talk ECU defensive backs. A lot of names back there we recognize. We'll uh, talk about some of the newcomers and new faces as well. All that and a lot more ahead, including a giveaway. Uh, We'll open up the booty bag in hour number three. More to go on Pirate Radio Live after this.
You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Are you in outside sales and looking for an opportunity to increase your earning potential? Copy Pro has been in Eastern North Carolina for over 45 years and continues to grow each year. And they are in need of more sales professionals with a desire to potentially make a six-figure income. Do you have what it takes? Visit copypro.net today to submit your resume and to learn more. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Rock. All right, back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday as we wrap up our number one coming up at 4 o'clock. We'll talk to Gene Briggs, the head coach of the Greenville Babe Ruth All-Stars as they... Uh, begin Southeast Regional play right here in their backyard at Guy Smith Stadium. We'll give you all the details on that, how you can see some local baseball as they try to win uh, and move on to the Babe Ruth World Series. Coming up at 440-ish, Stephen Igo, Hoist the Color, is going to join us on the program. Also in the uh, second hour, we got a new podcast coming up tonight at 6, and this is a big one. Uh, there's always little signs that football season is on the horizon and one of those is Phil Steele coming on Pirate Radio. Instead of doing it on uh, Pirate Radio Live, how about an extended Phil Steele edition of the Pirate Radio podcast? Troy nice. D going one-on-one with Phil Steele. That'll be coming up at 6 o'clock. We'll give you a couple of teaser bits uh, from that coming up in hour number two of today's show. So, you know, uh, it's in fact, we got a... Uh, uh, Chandler, could you do you mind running and grabbing uh, the Phil Steele? Yeah, no problem. On top of the uh, – Ellerby has a mountain of Phil Steele magazines in his office, and uh, we added the latest edition, and it is the College Football Bible. In fact, uh, I might uh, take this home with me and uh, and uh, get to, to researching some of these opponents. But football time almost here, 38 days away from kickoff, ECU and Appalachian State. Also, training camps – opening up the cowboys and steelers open camp last week because they will be participating in the hall of fame game next thursday next thursday is the first preseason game thank you channel in uh the nfl and now other teams starting to report to, to camp including my washington football team chandler's panthers shirley's dolphins and uh the green bay packers and guess who was there aaron Rodgers uh showed up the first day of packers training camp uh i think most of this is so he won't get fined fifty thousand dollars a day Mm. for missing uh in fact in the espn article it says that just because rogers reported doesn't necessarily mean he will practice when the team hits the field for the first time on wednesday it's possible he and the team will agree that he should sit out until final details are ironed out that is according to uh the uh, story on espn.com regarding rogers showing up so You've got what you want this time of year is zero news from your team. You want no injuries, no arrests, no holdouts, none of that crap. Uh, and it is, uh, it is a, it's not a great time for NFL news because usually when news comes out in July and August, it's bad news. Uh, but for the Packers, I guess that's good news that at least Aaron Rodgers shows up, and I still think he's he's going to play. I guess he'll be disgruntled when he plays. He like he's kind of a drama queen anyway. Yeah. I think he kind of likes all this. Play stuff. this year and then leave. Yeah, I, I believe the the contract they they made up for him 
kind of sets him up to walk out the door when this 2021 season ends um how long did the panthers sign darnold is it one or two years oh boy i'm not sure either way the panthers and we'll see what got darnold the fifth does. year option on them too the pan we'll see what he does but like the they could use a quarterback washington has fitz magic he signed a one-year deal we could use a quarterback like there's going to be a lot of teams in the running for his services if he does become available and you know what is also going on right now in the national football league that we were kind of talking about week on end a few months ago deshaun watson that apparently is that's you know, fascinating in houston poor david cully poor david cully they are allowing him to kind of test the waters of the national football league and see if he can find anywhere he wants to go i heard brandon walker talking about this on uh pick central on barstool and and brought up a good point that like it might have been him it was somebody on the show that so he's gonna show up to camp but he doesn't want to play for the texans and they're opening up trade talks and there's all this there's the civil cases going against him so is he just still not cleared up is he gonna go and just sit on the sidelines is he actually going to run plays with the team it's going to be awkward that is such a strange situation and if you are a team do you try to bring him in i i think ron rivera is going to avoid this now it is a a tricky deal because somebody's going to have him and he's going to play for somebody and he's probably going to be really good but he's going to bring along how much are you willing headlines yeah outside the nfl it's a fascinating deal it's kind of like when you know michael vick got out of prison and who was going to take a shot on him but see we were talking about this months ago about you know because people were shopping for him and we talked we were we were talking about it that wherever he goes he's not just going to bring he does have he has great talent but he's also going to bring some trouble and some different headlines outside of the nfl but they, you know, we haven't heard anything from the Deshaun Watson, you know, uh, lo- locker room lately. And now that we hear it, it's the same as it was a few months ago. It's Deshaun Watson is out there to be uh, acquired by a team, but he still has this trouble. And the question is, is who's going to get him? Who who's going to want him? I heard a uh, a proposed offer that a Dolphins fan said. Shirley, I'll ask you. It was uh, Tua, Xavier Howard, and two first round picks for Deshaun Watson. Would you want Deshaun Watson on the Dolphins as you take a big swig of Sprite Zero? Ah. I mean, that's kind of the point that you got to think about it like that. Yeah. Because it's, you want him on the field. Do you want the guy that is at the least creepy and pervy? <laughs> I don't know how to describe exactly what I mean, he did. yeah, he's. It, at, at this point he's a lightning rod for negative publicity so yeah. yeah you you do look at it from that point i also look at it from the pat i look at it also from the fact that he's a seasoned veteran you know um as opposed to tua so there's that factor do you want to bring somebody that has you know how much how much life does he have left in the nfl versus a guy that technically is unproven yeah 
I mean, there's a lot of factors that go into it. You but, gave me a non-answer there. Well, yeah. Do you want Watson on the team? I mean, I, I would take that as a no. I would say no. I think I, I'm leaning no too, and I don't think Rivera would. would I, I do just, it either. I just think that's a headache you don't want to have, and you've got enough problems as a Dolphins organization. Yeah, but you out of the three teams <clears throat> here, the Dolphins, Panthers, Washington football team, your team's the one that kind of fits the mold when it comes to. I mean, are y'all comfortable at quarterback? More comfortable than you, <laughs> with Sam Darnold and you. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm I not comfortable. Say, I, like, I love Tua, but I'm not comfortable yet. For one season, I would take Fitzpatrick over Darnold and Tua. Really? Yeah, because he's proven. Fitzpatrick. Well, no, I, I say, he's not. When I say he's proven, he's been on fourteen. Different football teams. Can I finish my sentence? You like, and he's also like almost forty years old. One season. You like? You like? Darnold more than Fitzpatrick? Hell yeah! You're crazy. You're insane. How? What? You want to look at numbers? Are you sure that's not wine in that glass? I mean, coffee, and it's been empty since about ten thirty. Look, I get it. None of these guys. Tua has the most upside. Darnold could still turn out to be a good quarterback. We know what Fitzpatrick is at this point. I'm not saying any of these guys are good, but Sam Darnold. I mean, do you want me to read his career numbers to you? You can all you want to, but guess who he played for? He played for Adam Gase and the New York Jets. Bless his heart. Bless his heart. And he gets I, a second chance, and look, he's got weapons with Robbie Anderson, who he is familiar with with his time in New York. Look at Adam Gase. Adam Gase was the Miami Dolphins head coach. Who was his quarterback? Ryan Tannehill. He had a terrible start to his NFL career. You, What's he doing now? He's lighting it up with weapons in Tennessee with A.J. Brown, and guess what? what? He has Julio Jones now. All right, now we're talking about a completely different quarterback. Or would you rather have? But I'm trying to get, but see, you know, I know your point. Sam Darnold is not proven yet because he hasn't played with the Panthers. But if we want to see another example of a Ryan Tannehill, I could see it in Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold is kind of a young Fitzpatrick at this point. Forty-five touchdowns, thirty-nine picks. Do uh, would you rather have? I just hope he doesn't bring the ghosts with him to Carolina. Would you rather have DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson or Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel? Uh, DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. <laughs> you're just, you're, you're, DJ Moore and Robbie You'll Anderson. never say anything bad about a Panthers player. <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't. Uh, all right. That's the difference. That's the difference between you and Clip because Clip's not afraid I to call say out a player. good about my team. <laughs> exactly. No, but here's the thing I, I have plenty of bad things to say for different bobcats slash hornets for nationals hornets hornets but for the panthers i just can't find anybody oh. and T- tony dunn is somebody that really has a long list all right we gotta you, get speaking of hornets did you see that leangelo ball had yeah. signed with uh with yeah. the hornets in yeah. their developmental league i think one ball is good enough i did not know yeah that. i think yeah. two balls is a disaster for the hornets okay we'll uh save that cut <laughs> play that Put that right by uh, swinging dingers, Charlie. Oh, you. Two balls is enough. Swinging dingers? Yeah. yeah, two balls is enough. All right, we got to get to Gene Briggs. We're going to ask him to, uh, for his power rankings of Sam Darnold, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Tua Tagovailoa. So get that ready, Gene. We'll also talk some baseball uh, when we return on Pirate Radio Live on a Tuesday after this.
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $1,000 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. A better donor experience and better pay. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio for 18 years. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's Clip Brock. All right, back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Shirley, um, uh, we're watching uh, CBS Sports HQ in here. And uh, they're talking about Damian Lillard. I'm a big Dame fan. He's the second all-time leading scorer in Blazers history. Who is the all-time leading scorer? Shirley Rhodes. In Blazers history? Think Blazers. I was thinking Clyde? Clyde the Glide Drexler Drexler. is correct. Well done, Shirley Rhodes. One for one. We'll stop there. Part of the uh, Fi Slamma That is correct. There you go. I figured that'd be in your wheelhouse. Yeah, I usually try cool. to ask you questions in your era to yeah, do it now. Yeah, I try. All right. Well done. All right. Uh, welcome in to the Pirate Radio Studios, Gene Briggs. Uh, he is back to talk about the uh, Babe Ruth All-Stars from Greenville hosting the Southeast Regional at Guy Smith Stadium. Gene, welcome back to the studio. How you doing, man? Doing good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Doing well. And uh, before we get started, Gene, uh, are you a football fan? Huge football fan. Who's your team? Pittsburgh Steelers okay um they're gonna need a quarterback soon mm-hmm. i got yeah. one right now I've needed one for two three years now, but they refused <laughs> to draft one well they did draft one draft several but uh, not good ones. questionable draft picks <laughs> um all right i need you to do the power rankings for ryan fitzpatrick sam darnold and Tua Tagovailoa. are we talking for one year for one year for one year number one definitely fits magic easy easy Tua, and then of course Sam Donald at the bottom. Oh, Chandler! <laughs> Sam Donald last. <laughs> Chandler, he is losing his mind that, over here. That's gotta hurt. Oh man! And this guy knows his quarterback. He's watched Big Ben play. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, at least you have a great quarterback to follow on with Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> wow! Also got six rings to fall back on. <laughs> oh! Hey, 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 hey! hey. <laughs> I like this. Newsom. Oh man! Well, I. When they bring when you bring up rings, that's the end of the conversation. When it comes to the Carolina Panthers, Panthers haven't been around long. But, uh, they have lost two two Super Bowls. Yep. Uh, so there you go, uh, Chandler. When were you born? In ninety eight. Oh yeah. Washington has not God, won you one made in your lifetime. Right around there too. Dolphins have won one in your lifetime. I feel so freaking old. Yeah. I was a year out of college when you were born. Gene, you've been alive for, what, two Steelers Super Bowls? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, good for you, whatever. <laughs> let's uh, let's change the subject. All-stars. <laughs> yeah, let's, All talk, stars. Uh, let's talk Babe Ruth all-stars. First, uh, Gene, how are you health-wise? Are you probable, questionable to coach tonight? I understand you had an injury since last time we talked. I am. Uh, I was questionable about two days ago. I'm a full go now. What happened? Um. So Saturday we had a... Out of practice, we were doing hitting all day. I was throwing batting practice. One of my players hit one right back at me, hit me square in the side of the head, knocked knocked me right out. So when you say knock me out, were you actually out? Like uh, I went down. I lost vision for at least five wow. ten seconds. That's scary, and man. And then I rolled over. I came back. 
I got up, started walking, was kind of all over the place. I went and got tested, no concussion, no fracture, hmm. so we're good to go. Just uh, got dinged up a little bit. Um, so, yeah, what, where was the L screen? Like, what? It was right in the middle. I just was dumb enough to not get behind it. <laughs> there you go. Hey, you live and you learn, right? You're still yeah. young in this coaching thing. So. I'll never make that mistake again. Yeah, uh, you might want to wear a catcher's mask when you're out there <laughs> from now on. So the injury's healed. You're good to go uh, for tonight, right? You guys are uh, playing in a couple hours. Yep, we play at 6.30 tonight, Gossman Stadium. Who are you uh, facing off against? Playing East Orange from Orlando, Florida. Oh, okay. I was thinking Chapel Hill, Orange yep. County, but East Orange from Florida. Once again, Gene, how many teams are in the Southeast Regional? We've got six teams. Okay. Double elimination format. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? Uh, so you win tonight or lose tonight, what, what does your schedule look like for this if week? If we were to win tonight, we would play at one thirty tomorrow. If we were to lose, we would play at 4.30 tomorrow. Okay. So either way, you're going to be playing tomorrow. Now, yep. this is at Gasmith Stadium, so it's really cool. You want to see some live local baseball good and baseball. root on Greenville, some good baseball at that. You can uh, check it out. And it is open to the fans. Mm-hmm. Any sure costs to get in? Nope. Free to watch. All right. And uh, concessions? Yep. They open. got plenty of concessions. They got food, drinks, candy. They, they got it all. Might as well come out. All right. Good deal. Um, so it's uh, it's a real deal going on at Gasmith Stadium. So how confident are you, Gene? I, I mean, how much... In fact, we had Corey Scott on yesterday talking about the Little League All-Stars. He said that his coaches have spray charts on these Little League teams, which is fascinating. Uh, that is fascinating. <laughs> I don't know how they could possibly do that. <laughs> how much do you know about the competition you'll be seeing this week? Um, based on the past, um, I know the Florida teams are going to be good. They're always good. Um, but the other teams, uh, Stanley County, they're always going to be decent uh virginia i have no idea about usually virginia puts out a new team every year so they're always going to be good um and then crystal coast we already know about them we played them twice so i have a decent idea of all the teams that are coming and as far as your team goes uh we went we said some names uh last week gene but who's uh who's starting for you tonight who are uh who are some guys are let's start with the pitching who, yeah uh, matt conway will be on the mound tonight he started game one for us in the state tournament too all right how many starters uh do you have are, are there any first of all are there any restrictions on pitch counts there, anything there like is that? a pitch count it's it's not that bad though you can throw 45 pitches in one day and still pitch the next day okay so uh how many starters do you have lined up ready to go uh, I'd say about four or five guys ready to go. So you're good for the, the mm-hmm. tournament. Should be. Uh, as far as that goes. Uh, who's uh, providing the pop in the lineup for you guys the next few weeks um, or days? I think in the state tournament, uh, Davis Hathaway, our catcher, and Jay Tindler, our second baseman. I think those two led the team in hits. Um, J.J. Myrick had a good amount of hits. Will Bunting had some hits. Um, we hit pretty much one through nine, one through ten, however many we start. But we had a ton of hits. Hopefully the bats will stay hot this week, too. What kind of uh, – is that the strength of this team or is it the pitching? What kind of scores have you had throughout this run you've been on? I think the strength is really our hitting because we hit all throughout the lineup. We hit at the right times. Um, we hit when we need to hit. The biggest thing was I remember in one of the games we scored four runs with two outs and nobody on base. Wow. So yeah. we, we hit at the right time when we hit we need when we need to hit. Gene Briggs joining us inside the Pirate Radio Studios. It'll be and once again there are so many classifications with where it comes to Little League, uh, Babe Ruth, everything. What are the age groups for this Babe Ruth team? For this team it's just fifteen year olds. Well thirteen to fifteen, but majority fifteen year olds. Okay. Uh and if you are able, how many games do you have to win to advance to the World Series? I think if you were to not lose, you would have to win four. 
but if you lose, you would have to go to the loser's bracket and win about six. Uh, it starts tonight. You're going to play tomorrow, win or lose. So how many days is this tournament, Gene? Um, it'll last through Friday. Okay, you'll get it all in by that point. Mm-hmm. Any double headers? I guess there's going to have uh, to be. Yeah, there's going to be multiple. I know there's yeah. only two games a day because two teams got buys with six teams. Um, tomorrow there's going to be at least four games. Then the day after will be three or four too. So there's going to be a lot of baseball playing. So you're ready to to roll uh, for that. What? Uh, and can folks find game times? Do you have like a, a Facebook or yes, a website? There is, uh, the Babe Ruth Southeast Region has the full bracket posted and you can find it all over facebook i know my mom's posted it uh i think next level training center has posted it too and everybody should be following uh i think i follow both your parents but especially at big stanley absolutely on twitter that's a twitter account you need to follow he's a uh he's a fantastic follow so uh (laughs) yeah uh i don't know your dad personally i just know him through social media and uh he's a funny dude so hilarious guy do we need to talk about who's blogged him on social media or is that for off the air (laughs) couple of people in ecu's past have him blocked yeah apparently cecil state and jeff comper have <laughs> big stanley blocked on twitter that is the rumor i was i heard from sources via dms so uh yeah anyway all right so uh gene briggs joining us here today on uh pirate radio live gene uh let's let's look you're gonna be focused on the game let's uh let's get your mind off that get the nerves off a little bit how are your steelers gonna do in 2021 Whew, there ain't no telling uh no, we started 11-0 last year. Went way, Who'd you lose to first? Way off of cliffs. Uh, the, the, the football team. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. It was a football team that played on a random ass like Monday yeah, afternoon Monday, or Monday something. Afternoon, yeah. yeah. But uh, I don't know. It's going to be tough. We have the hardest schedule in the NFL. So Look, you guys have had a hell of a run, so I'm not uh, like picking on you or anything, but uh, could you describe your feelings watching that Browns playoff game? Like, did it even seem real? Because I'm, I'm not a fan of either team. It didn't seem real to me. It was watching brutal. It. If, if I remember, I think the Browns scored on, like, a fumble recovery, like, two plays in. Yeah. And as soon as that happened, I just gave up. Wow. Well, 15 seconds into the game, I was like, there, yep, there's no way. I would say usually there's a lot of time left, but you made the right call there to give up when you did. Uh, that was brutal. So, I don't know. Uh, it could be the end of an era with Ben Roethlisberger. Could be the end of an era with Mike Tomlin. We'll see. You know how long. See, never had a losing season, which is still incredible. Incredible. It's hard to do. But uh, you know, should you have won more? I don't know. It's uh, Steelers with their situation. The Packers, if Aaron Rodgers goes, like we could see kind of a changing of the guard around the league here Mm -hmm. pretty soon. Yep, and then they'll be gone and. Six years from now, Tom Brady will still be winning. <laughs> that one thing stays the same, unfortunately. He's out of the AFC for you. Now he's yeah. in the NFC wrecking shop. All right, Gene. So, uh, once again, who, what, when, where, why? We got the Greenville Babe Ruth All-Stars going at it tonight, 630, facing a Florida team. Who's on the other side of the bracket? That you? Uh, who are the two teams you may face tomorrow? Uh, we will face the winner or loser of Charlottesville, Virginia, and... Crystal Coast, North Carolina. All right, there you go. And uh, you said you've already faced them, right? Crystal Coast twice, yes. They are the they got a buy. Mm-hmm. No, got, they did not get a buy. You they, got a buy. They played a night. Tallahassee got a buy. Okay. 
and Stanley County got a bye. They, 10-4. Their first game will be tomorrow. All right, there you go. Uh, Gene Briggs, head coach of the Greenville Bay Ruth All-Stars. If you win, you move on to the World Series, which we talked about is in Eagle, Texas. Eagle Pass, Texas. And, yeah, your summer could be completely full mm-hmm. of baseball, rolling right into football season. Oh, yeah. So, good luck uh, to you guys. Thanks for hanging out, Gene. Yep, thank you. Appreciate Thanks for it, having man. me. And keep us posted uh, the rest of the week if you want to – chime in on how you guys are doing you're you're welcome to it so absolutely thank you all right uh gene briggs joining us inside the pirate radio studios says ryan fitzpatrick is better than sam darnold and Tua tagovailoa uh we will take a time out come back and uh phil steel coming up six o'clock you can tune into that on the way to guy smith stadium to watch baseball tonight It'll be part of the Pirate Radio podcast, so it'll be available to download. But we'll have it on the airwaves coming up at 6 o'clock. Troy D went one-on-one with the college football guru. And we got a clip, a few clips of that coming up when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this. listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $1,000 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. A better donor experience and better pay. Now, back to the show. Welcome back from sales to service. Greenville Auto World has all of your vehicle needs covered. Shop all their inventory now at greenvilleautoworld.net. You're also looking for someone to service your vehicle. Greenville Auto World has a full service and repair facility, brakes, oil changes, tires, inspections, and they can repair any kind of vehicle. Greenville Auto World, across from Speedway at Bells Fork and online at greenvilleautoworld.net. Thanks to Tim Sutton and Jim Rogers of Greenville Auto World for their sponsorship of the program. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Cliff Barak. All right, back with you on Pirate Radio Live. Coming up in about 15 minutes, we will preview the uh, 2021 ECU defensive backs with Steven Igo. We got our position preview coming up uh, as we'll talk DBs. We will also, coming up at 6 o'clock, have a great edition of the Pirate Radio podcast. How about Troy D one-on-one with Phil Steele? He'll join uh troy d and uh, we'll air that for the first time coming up at six o'clock it'll be uh, available to download as well and uh you can hear what phil Steele has to say about the east carolina pirates i'm not going to give that to you right now you're going to have to uh to get that on the airing of the podcast or uh when you download it uh but we will hear what phil Steele has to say about the american athletic conference in 2021 as he talked to Troy D about the AAC, his final uh, words of this uh, statement, Chandler, it's a tough league. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but he talks about the teams in this league, starting with Cincinnati at UCF and the rest. And here's what he said to Troy D on the Pirate Radio podcast about the American. Well, I tell you what, this is it, ha- it has been for the last couple of years and is again this year the best of the group of five conferences 
uh, I think, by far. And I, when I look at the AAC this year, I think they have a, a legitimate playoff contender in Cincinnati, and I'll, I'll tell you why. You know, Cincinnati last year finished number 8 AP, and I believe they start in the top 10 this year, which is a great place to start. They've got seven starters back on offense, seven starters back from a fantastic defense. In fact, I rate their defense number seven in the country. Desmond Ritter, their quarterback, is NFL caliber. And if they start the season, let's say number 10 in the polls, you know, week three, they play Indiana on the road. And if they can pull an upset, and it'd be a minor upset, but Indiana will be a ranked team, they probably move up to number nine, maybe number eight. And then two weeks later, after a bye, they play Notre Dame in South Bend. Notre Dame will be a top 10 team, beat them. They're probably up to seven or six. Run the table in the schedule this year in the American Conference, and all of a sudden, a couple teams lose in front of them. They could actually make the playoff. And I'll say this, uh, you know, this year, if you take a look at all the schools, and I talked to about 110 of the 130 head coaches this year, almost every coach has 15, 16, 17 returning starters. They, a lot of them have veteran quarterbacks because everybody get that extra year of eligibility. But the four playoff teams from last year all have 9, 10, 11 returning starters. All of them lost their starting quarterbacks. So if there's ever a year for the pack to catch up to the top four, this would be it. And I think that opens up the door for Cincinnati a little bit. But the rest of the conference, very competitive. I mean, uh, UCF is probably going to get uh, voted second place in the American Conference this year. They've got nine starters back on D. And don't knock their defense too bad for last year. Remember, at the end of the season, I think they had about two starters left from the beginning of the year due to uh, some dismissals, some opt-outs, and things like that. And that's when they were giving up 46 points to USF. I like the defense. They bring in a big Cat Bryant uh, from Auburn. They bring in Marco uh, Damio from Auburn on the defense. And offensively, uh, Coach Malzahn's done a great job bringing in Mark Anthony Richards at running back from Auburn. He brings in R.J. Harvey from Virginia, uh, Isaiah Bowser from Northwestern, a receiver. He brings in a Tennessee transfer, an Auburn transfer, uh, and the offensive line, another Tennessee transfer. So they're going to be a loaded team. Dylan Gabriel's back at quarterback. I think they're a legitimate contender. Houston. Now, Dana Holgerson hasn't had a, a, a usual first two years. His first year was a year where uh, everybody redshirted after week four. His second year, they missed their first five games due to COVID and then finally got to play and went three and five. This year, Houston's going to play up to its talent level. They're dangerous. SMU has got uh, Tanner Mordecai coming in at quarterback. I think he'll do just fine replacing Sean Bouchelle, and I, I believe that they are clearly one of the top teams. They also had Isaac Slade-Matua from uh, Oregon, one of their top uh, linebackers that they added after the magazine came out. Tulsa was in the championship game last year, and when I talked to Coach Montgomery and went over the team with him, I asked him about the quarterback situation because it was a concern of mine, and he said he's not concerned about the quarterback situation. So that was a, a positive thing for Tulsa because last year I said I was concerned about their defense. They only had four returning starters, and he said, I'm not concerned about the defense, Phil, and they only allowed 333 yards per game. So I think their quarterback will be just fine, and they're a contender. And then how do you discount Memphis? Memphis has eight starters back on offense, eight on defense. They bring in Grant Gunnell, I think a big-time piece from Arizona at the quarterback position. Uh, they're a loaded team. And then, as mentioned, East Carolina, I think, is the, the best of the rest. But I could keep going on the American teams. Navy's going to be a vastly improved team. Coach Neil Matalolo said that um, – Last year, 
they didn't get the calf contact, and he thought that greatly affected his team. They're a team that thrives on physicality. He thought both he, his team and Temple's team were two very physical teams that were hurt by the lack of contact, and those two teams are going to be much improved. And then, you know, Jeff Scott, year two at South Florida, they're improved. This is a, this is a tough league. Tough, tough league, according to Phil Steele. As, uh, he talked about the teams at the top, and the pecking order in the American, starting uh, with Cincinnati, UCF, and and certainly some others as well. Uh, Shirley Chandler, there are 130 FBS teams. Where do you think Phil Steele has East Carolina ranked the power pole heading into the season? 130. <laughs> okay, you're just saying the number. You're not. That that's, is, no, no, that's no, 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 no. Not no, your no. guess. <laughs> No, that's not my guess. No, I, you were I was talking just out saying. Loud. I, yes, I was talking out loud. I'm going to go like uh, seven seventy four. Okay. I mean, I'm going to go a little bit higher than that. I'm going to go probably eighty nine. I was very surprised because we know how bad ECU's been. Mm-hmm. The lack of wins. Uh, we did see signs of improvement we also saw them mike houston not gonna call it a signature win but his first like big time okay maybe we got something going here win against smu Mm -hmm. to close out the season last year momentum is there they got uncle mo is around he's hanging out um i was surprised to go up the list here and see east carolina at number 69 wow in his power pole how nice they're ahead of tulane I gotta see it to believe it. We hadn't been able to beat them the past few years. They I think are that's untrue. One spot, thank you, Corey, behind Memphis, who we look at, and they've taken a few steps back. I guess with Norvell leaving, but yeah. we look at them as a good team. But like East Carolina, Phil still has them ahead of Missouri, Oregon State, Kansas State, Maryland, Georgia Tech, Virginia, like competent college football teams. Wow. That's that's some that's some strong praise for a guy that uh, I mean the guy knows his stuff. So if he says East Carolina is 69th out of 130 teams, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty cool with that. I'm trying to find now he's got South Carolina at 88. Uh, I'm trying to find where Appalachian State is. They're at number 42 on his power pole well they supposedly uh, appalachian state has a pretty decent defense so that probably could be the reasoning why their their ranking is so high and of course they're favored uh over east carolina marshall Mm -hmm. is at 92 uh so again when i see that more at uh, app state ecu line it makes me a little nervous but when i see that uh phil Steele has them 69th and ahead of some of the teams he does that makes me feel a little better heading yeah. into the season i'm I'm, so. I'm pretty cool with that all right what about north carolina sam howe and the tar heels expected to have a big year but aren't they always and they always underperform could be different with mac brown uh and his feet wet now back at north carolina and sam howe quarterback nc state dave dorn in the pack had a good year last year uh leary back at quarterback duke had a down year last year and what about wake forest uh troy d asked him about the in-state acc teams and here was phil's response well let's start with nc state uh they are loaded they are the second best team in the uh atlantic division they've got practically everybody back 19 starters devin leary is going to be healthy a quarterback 
Love the running back room. thing I don't like about NC State is their damn schedule. They have to play Mississippi State on the road. They, of course, play Clemson. They get them at home, which means one of your winnable games is going to be on the road. Uh, then out of the Coastal, they draw Miami and North Carolina, the top two teams. So I, I hate their schedule, but I think they're the second most talented team in the Atlantic. Now, as far as North Carolina goes, the biggest question mark is, how do you replace a couple of thousand-yard running backs in your top two receivers from last year? The receivers, I think, are going to be replaceable because Sam Howell throwing the football, I think that his top two receivers this year will match last year's De'Ami Brown and Daz Newsome stat-wise. Uh, but the running backs concern me a little bit. I don't think they're going to have 2,000-yard rushers that combine to average about 7.5 yards per carry. They'll be good with Ty Chandler and company back there, but the running back position a little bit weaker. However, the offensive line's stronger, and the defense for North Carolina, they've got size, speed, athleticism. These guys look good getting off the bus. It's going to be the best defense they've had under Mac Brown, and they are a legitimate contender with Clemson in the uh, ACC and my favorite to win the Coastal. Duke, I mean, that last year was just a nightmare season. Minus 19 in turnovers. Everything that could go wrong went wrong for them. They'll be a much improved team this year, but they're playing in a, a brutal division there, in the Coastal Division, uh, where almost any of those teams uh, could win it. So I, I think Duke's going to finish towards the bottom of the Coastal this year, but they will be a much improved team. And, you know, Cutcliffe's a guy who develops players, and I think the fact he didn't have spring and didn't have that time to develop the players last year really affected him. And finally, with Wake Forest, talking to Coach Clawson, I, I believe I've talked to Coach Clawson every single year that he has been a head coach. And every year I pick his team low, and every year he finishes above where I am. And every year he lets me know when he talks to me on the phone. But this year he made a, an interesting point to me. And if you look at Wake Forest end of the season, the last three, four years, they usually lose some games down the stretch. And he said, Phil, we lose those games because we're so thin and we just don't have it at the end of the year. But this year, they went three deep in spring. So he feels that they'll actually have the depth late in the year to win those games. And unlike NC State, Wake Forest plays a very manageable schedule. They don't have to play Miami of Florida. Uh, and they play Clemson, but they play them on the road, which means they get the key games at home. So I, they are my number six most improved team in the country. I think they make a big jump this year. There is Phil Steele on the in-state uh, teams in the Atlantic Coast Conference heading into 2021. Phil Steele talked a lot about East Carolina, and you'll hear that coming up at 6 o'clock on the Pirate Radio podcast uh, with Troy D. and Phil Steele. It's also uh, available for you to download and listen to at your own time. And Phil Steele Magazine also out now, and we got one here in the Pirate Radio studios. All right, we will uh, have our own football preview when we return. Stephen Igo, Hoist the Colors, joins us on Baby Watch and also covering Pirate football. Well, mostly um, he's covering Pirate baseball, according to <laughs> the guy on Facebook who wants to see some football coverage from Igo. Uh, we might dive into that, uh, but we will talk uh, Pirate football and more with Stephen Igo from Hoist the Colors when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this.
listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $1,000 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. A better donor experience and better pay. Now, back to the show. Welcome back for the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media on Facebook and Instagram at PR927FM. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at free PR927FM. Join the over 50,000 followers today. And speaking of uh, breaking news clip, uh, John Rothstein just tweeted out that the uh, matchups for the 2021 Myrtle Beach Invitational has been set. Yeah, just... uh... I'll take anybody but Oklahoma, I think, would be a good yeah. matchup. Yeah. Well, originally they had o- uh, ECU taking on Old Dominion. That has now changed. It'll be Oklahoma and East Carolina. Ah. Who, by the way, LRB's favorite basketball coach, Lon Kruger, no longer at Oklahoma. They got Porter Moser in as head coach. I think this is a good thing, though. How I so? Mean, your non-conference. How so, Cy Seymour? We have the advantage. <laughs> I'm not going to go that route. I think it's a high likelihood that ECU will lose this game. Oh, you want it from the just the schedule? Yeah, like the... I'm I'm tired of ECU playing Coppin State. Yeah, like and there are going to be enough of those games on the schedule where you should be able to start off your non-conference with a decent um, record. And be so what if you lose to Oklahoma? Then you get the loser of what Indiana State, Old Dominion, or something like that in round two. So I mean, I think even if you lose that game, it helps your strength of schedule. You get good experience against an NCAA tournament team from a year ago. I mean, yeah. I would rather challenge myself. Uh, Oklahoma tournament team from last year. Utah State's good too, right? Yeah, they're usually pretty good. New Mexico State's usually pretty good. Davidson's pretty good. I wanted to play Davidson because we don't ever play yeah. Davidson, and they're right here in our state. Now they're a long ways away. We're closer to Old Dominion than Davidson, but uh, I would have liked to have seen that matchup. But instead, we get Oklahoma. East Carolina Davidson sounds like a great championship game. What's the uh, TV situation for this, Stephen? I have no Flow idea. My, uh, my guess would be flowsports.net. <laughs> .eu. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I've ever watched a game on Flow Sports. Uh, and you have to pay like 30 bucks for a month and you can't cancel it or something like that. ESPN events. Myrtle Beach. Here we go. This is the ESPN event, bro. So we're on the plus? Wow. I guess. View bracket, maybe? It says ESPN event. Well, so. it could be plus, could be U. Yeah. I want to say that uh, at least some of this tournament is on the U. So I'm going to say it'll all be available on some sort of, well, John Rothstein has the bracket before ESPN does. Uh, I'm going to say we'll be able to watch this thing. I like that it's an ESPN event. So It's right around, you know, before Thanksgiving, but I feel like it's... You got a youngin on the way, Stephen, and yep. you're going to make some football trips, but uh, you plan to make this one. This will be a good trip, actually. Yeah, I mean, it, that's the thing is usually it's these tournaments are always right in the middle of football season, and what are the dates and what is the football situation? I want to say Navy maybe is on the schedule around that time. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess if it's a week before Thanksgiving, Navy. Okay. Right? Yeah, and Memphis then we play is, yeah. Cincinnati. Memphis? Cincinnati's after Thanksgiving. Yeah. So I guess it would be Navy, Cincinnati. 
Unless I'm leaving somebody out. I don't think this uh, is at the end of the schedule, too. American Championship. John Moody says this event is usually on ESPN. And if we're taking on Oklahoma, that would only be good for the TV option for that game, I would think. I mean, that sounds like an absolute ratings draw. Future SEC opponent. Uh, Oklahoma. East Carolina. Oklahoma. Like, there's not a better basketball matchup. Speaking of Oklahoma, Cav has chimed in on Facebook Live, says... Um, I've seen several articles today saying the AAC will get the scraps of the Big 12. ESPN has everything to do with this. They won't let a passionate fan base that pays for ESPN Plus behind. The American is going to end up being 20 to 24 teams. The AAC is here to stay. I mean, I've read all sorts of stuff, but at this point, it's not, all that all that we know is speculation. I mean, there's no hard evidence of anything beyond oklahoma and texas going to the sec he also says if you think ou and texas will not play in the sec next year you're not paying attention i mean i think he's right there i i I think all this stuff about them saying we want to get i mean they have to say by the letter of law hey we want inclusion in 2025 but i fully expect them to be in the sec if not next year the year after by 2023 at the latest but i you know, you guys have talked about how awkward those games and meetings will be. I just think it's when these things have happens happened in the past, they just find a way to move forward and go ahead and leave the league. Yeah, and get out. I, I was reading today since the Longhorn Network is going to be dissolved, basically, ESPN is essentially going to foot the entire bill for Texas to leave the Big Twelve and pay out that grant of rights. I remember um, when East Carolina left the Colonial to go to Conference USA. Like they were not, they were left out of the CAA tournament. tournament yep. So does the Big Twelve do stuff, pull stuff they like could, this? Yeah. I mean, they could. They better. They should. It all comes down to, but, but what what is Fox and uh, what are they going to say? I know, but at some do you point, really want Kansas State and TCU in the title game instead of Texas and Oklahoma. We realize that Texas and Oklahoma carry the balls of every other school in their oh, Big 100%. Twelve purse, but like. At some point, you need to attach those balls and say, hey, look, you're not going to play in our tournament. You're not going to be eligible for our Big 12 championship game. Let's let's do it. I let's mean, rise I up. I would love to see it. I'm sure the Big 12 schools would love to see it, but I think at the end of the day, like I, I feel like just the TV networks hold so much power here that Fox can come in and be like, hey, if you guys are going to do this and cost us a chance at having an OU and a championship game, then we're gonna go back on some of the contract or something. I, I don't get it. Yeah. I don't know enough about it, but I know that ESPN holds a lot of the cards in these in these deals. It's not just the conferences that are making these moves. It's ESPN, especially, trying to get as many assets as possible. If they did that for basketball, nobody would really care. But OU and Texas could just play an exhibition game yeah. at the closest arena. But for football, they could say, "All right, we'll just do Red River Rivalry Part Two." And a lot of people would watch. Yeah, uh, rather than Baylor versus Oklahoma State or whatever. I mean, we could talk about conference realignment for for ages. Okay, and, let's do it. And we will for the next five years or whatever. That's the bad thing about this stuff. Once one domino starts, it's yeah. just a never-ending series of questions and uh, unanswerable, if that's a word, scenarios uh, as far as just so many things get thrown at us. Hey, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? I mean, really, it all comes down at the end of the day to – we have to continue to wait for the dominoes to fall because we don't know 
if the SEC is going to try and go past even more than 16. We don't know what the Pac-12, Big Ten, ACC is going to do. We don't know if the Big 12 is going to stay together. We don't know if ESPN is fully going to back the American. You know, there's all sorts of speculation that since the American is already on board with ESPN for a number of years, that they that ESPN could come in and say, hey, Oresco, we want you to kill the Big 12. We're going to up your team annual salary to or annual money to this so you can poach some Big 12 teams and, and kill the Big 12 and effectively hurt Fox in the process. So all that is fine speculation, but until like something actually happens, it's hard to really say what's going to go down. Steven Igo, Hoist the Colors, joining us inside the Pirate Radio studio. Steven, are you aware that there is a fan or uh, an account on Twitter called at Anonymous Sport 4 that has a picture of you as their profile picture? I am aware, and it's... I mean, it's it'd very, be one thing if they were being funny, but it's, so yeah. far it's just lame. Um, it's uh, very creepy. They actually tweeted at me a few minutes ago, and uh, somebody said, I go, who is leading the starting long snapper race currently? And he also commented about the uh, Facebook post. It's probably one of those guys, honestly. Or it could be Chandler. Could be Chandler. Who uh, who else cares about long snappers? <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> Interesting. Could uh, be Chandler. Could be Clip. Actually, Clip, you would be much better at this. Than if I would this. ever go, because people thought I was like ECU Lloyd Christmas. And I was like, no. I, first of all, I, everything I put out is me. I don't really have to hide behind anything. I can kind of tweet what I want. You're basically a parody account in yourself. Right, yeah. Like Twitter, my Twitter is almost, yeah, like a parody. Okay, exactly what you yeah. just said. Um, but, yeah, I don't I don't want to uh, – I don't need to have any kind of anonymous stuff. So, so you're not anyway. Josh Graham's glasses? Definitely not. That's stupid. It's not funny. If I do something, it's going to be funny. Or at least I'm going to try. Like that is I, – I don't know. All these Johnny come lately. They're going to go. You're going to see like 12 more new ECUs fill in the blank accounts before oh, football season. All these like sites that pop up, like ECU, like war. Sidelines. Like, yeah. Like, where do these places come from, man? No offense or whatever. I guess they're just trying to be the next ECU. Like, the, I think they're all just trying to be barstool sports and it's yeah. just not working yeah i mean and good luck i mean maybe it will work yeah. out but from my perspective I, these, these pop up all the time and then just go away and uh i don't know if you can do something funny and let and stick with it then i'll be on board with it i just hadn't seen one of those yet Redbeard's one of the few twitter trolls that has managed to hang around <laughs> and continue to deliver pretty good content Redbeard's brand is about as strong uh as it could get right now so all right, um, before we get into our DB preview, I go wearing the Mariner shirt. So last year, last year, last night, I texted Igo and said, biggest Mariners series this late in the season since, question mark, because they're starting a series three game. Yeah, three games. Three game with the Astros. Uh, the Mariners right now sit where in the west steven they are uh, i think they're ah they're six games they're back pretty far back of the, the but shows. in the wild card uh they're right there in the hunt yeah you said they were in the mix uh 2018 yeah 2018 i think they led at the trade deadline but the a's went on this oh, sick yeah. run that and they just left them in the dust and that was basically the end of the robinson cano gene segura nelson cruz era they got rid of all those guys and started to rebuild this year, you're not you weren't expecting anything. No, you said definitely not a playoff season. Right now, the Mariners 
are nine games over 500 they've won four in a row but they're down last night six to nothing in the top of the first they then trail seven to nothing and i gave up on it but i i see this morning a text from steven igo that the mariners came back and won that game and uh if you like highlights if you like bomb no doubt home runs if you like grand slams and uh crowds going nuts check out last night's mariners game a grand slam in the eighth inning to take a lead by some dude i've never heard of dylan moore yeah that's not how i expected that uh that to end that that to end but uh no who the hell's dylan moore basically the mariners are just a bunch of nobodies at this point because they're either all uh prospects who have yet to really make a name for themselves or a bunch of journeyman guys or just you know fringe level players it's kind of been a perfect storm really the highlights of the rebuild have either been hurt this year or aren't um, Uh producing Uh as many expected so it's been a bunch of uh veterans who have stepped up mitch hanniger after the brutal injury has had a an incredible year Kyle Seeger comes up with clutch hits. Uh, their rotation's been good. Yusei Kikuchi mm-hmm. has been uh, phenomenal. Uh, Logan Gilbert has been the one prospect that's come up and been been really good. So uh, they're just a fun team to watch. You know, they fit all the. Not that anybody cares. As a, as, I'm probably the only Mariners fan in Pitt County, Definitely. but uh, you know, they're just they fit that mold of like scrappy, find ways to win. Their run differential is terrible, but they're nine games over 500. So all the baseball people are like, oh, well, they can't sustain this because their run differential is minus 50 or whatever. But it's because usually when they get down, they'll just throw all their crappy relievers and save the, the good ones for the close games. They take the embodiment. They are an embodiment of their head coach, their manager, Scott Service, the most boring man in baseball. <laughs> Scott Service is the most boring man in baseball. But he did get angry last night and oh, yeah? uh, was cussing at the Astros dugout. Nice. Because oh. after that grand slam, one of the Mariners guys got hit by a pitch. Ah, oh, here we go, Astros. Um, all right, so all, uh, coming up tonight, the Orioles, who have O's baseball for you on Pirate Radio, they have not lost since Connor Norby graced uh, Camden Yards with his presence wow. uh, on Friday. They swept the nationals sorry Chandler. the nationals are entering not to get in this huge baseball discussion i feel like the nationals this is the time and i was texting about it with jonathan wagner earlier today used to help me out at hoist the colors this is the time that the nationals need to trade their pieces and start to build a farm system because their farm system sucks and if they aren't careful they're gonna be bad for about 10 years i saw a tweet regarding max scherzer and it made me excited to like not only to get him out of the NL East and everything, but just kind of to see him maybe go to a contender. Yeah. That's always exciting. You see a top-end pitcher like that go to a different team, a contender. And uh, I saw the Rays in the tweet I saw, but uh, you think Scherzer is dealt? I think it, they would be smart, too. I mean, he, he's he's got to have only so many good years left. Right. So, like, what's the point of holding on to him at this point? Strasburg's always hurt. I know they've had some injuries this year, but like they just have uh, Trey Turner's twenty eight. Like, are they really going to make a World Series run the next two to three years? Like, to me, well, I mean, what do you? I mean, Soto, you just you keep him yeah, around his whole career. You keep Soto, but yeah. I think you try to rebuild around Soto. Still, what you love twenty, so he could be part of the next Nats team. Yeah, to me, I would trade Turner if you get a, obviously if you get a appropriate haul. I would trade Scherzer. I mean, you could get a lot for those guys. You could get a lot for. Um, Patrick Corbin too so like 
to me i would reload because every farm system ranking i look at they're 28 29 they don't really have much hope for the future so like they went all in with this core and i understand it and they won a world series but now you have to start rebuilding or else it's just not going to work Stephen Igo, Hoist the Colors, joining us when we return. We'll dive into some pirate football. We'll preview the East Carolina defensive backs. A lot of familiar names uh, there in the secondary for East Carolina in 2021. We'll talk about those guys and also some of the uh, the new faces, the unknowns at uh, the safety and corner position. That is on the way on Pirate Radio Live when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Quality Equipment is your full-service John Deere dealer with 28 locations to serve you. Quality Equipment is open in Winterville next to Sam's Club or visit qualityequip.com to find the location near you. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Brock. One thing uh, we haven't talked about on this uh, Aaron Rodgers deal is I read it, the ESPN article talked about it earlier that Rodgers showed up to camp, so he's going to avoid uh, getting drilled for like $50,000 a day or whatever it is if he doesn't show up. But the Packers, uh, in the article it said the Packers may not have Rodgers do anything while he's there um, and have him sit out until things are, are worked out contract-wise, what the future is going to look like. Well, the Packers released Blake Bortles, Adam Schefter reported an hour ago. Who's getting all the snaps in Green Bay? I guess Kurt Benkert? It's his time to shine. Former Pirate, former Cavalier former falcon he's the one left standing uh there so uh maybe kurt benkert will be throwing to Devonte adams and those guys uh what's the uh what's the storylines there at broncos camp your crappy quarterbacks i mean nothing it's just who's gonna win between drew lock and teddy bridgewater that is not exciting i can't think of a more boring training camp to follow i honestly I am a huge Broncos fan, but I I can't get excited about this team at all. And they have a great roster, but they don't have a quarterback. So it's like, am I just going to watch Sundays for Patrick Sertain Jr. <laughs> and see how good he does, even though they can't score on offense? Like, hey, look, man, there's nothing wrong with only watching your team when they play defense. I did it with Washington all last year. I saw Von Miller said today with as as many weapons as ECU or uh, ECU as many weapons as Denver has offensively, he could play quarterback yikes uh, <laughs> so that's a great indictment on the uh, quarterback situation especially when the offense is going to be terrible yeah so i don't know man i mean there's a lot of teams that would like to have Corlin sutton and jerry judy out wide yeah. so he's got a he does have a point but Melvin gordon and javante williams are running back noah fan at tight end yeah they got that part I mean, of it offensive line is good they just don't have a quarterback yeah, i mean it, it's really and all the talk i, I knew it i shouldn't have got my hopes up all the stupid aaron Rodgers talk Mark Schlereth tweeting that they were going to trade for Aaron Rodgers and it was imminent and it was a done deal. Yeah, so much for that. Now, would you trade two first-round picks and I don't know what you would have, like Drew Locke or whatever, for Deshaun Watson? 
Yes. You'd go for it. I mean, if I know that he's going to be playing, absolutely. Okay. I would trade three first-round picks for Sean Watson. Okay. You don't care about the uh, off-the-field stuff. I mean, I care about it, but also <laughs> I want to see if- – I want to see a good football product, right. and I goes for the bottom line: wins, losses. Is he going to play? He's going to play, right? I don't know. I he's don't. reporting the Texans training camp. Yeah, now that is really strange because he doesn't want to be there. The Texans reportedly are open to trade him. So, what is he going to do there? Is he going to take snaps? Is he going to be in the meeting rooms? I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't mean, know. That's, I, I, you know, the weird thing about Deshaun Watson is all that stuff has really kind of blown over just due to the Aaron Rodgers stuff. Now that the Rodgers situation is seemingly figured out, is like all this Deshaun Watson stuff going to come back yeah. along with all the. I saw that now that he reported two more females, I guess, for. Oh, really? I didn't see that. Or something like yeah. that a couple of days ago. He's a creepy fella, allegedly. Um, all right. Uh, Pirate Radio is now available as a spotify podcast uh you can subscribe to spotify and listen to pirate radio podcast that way uh and we had a question on facebook live how do you download if you are a android user well there's your answer and you can get the phil steel podcast goes one-on-one with troy d we'll air that at six o'clock but that is available to download uh you can visit the podcast channel subscribe to apple itunes or soundcloud or spotify and get that pirate radio podcast uh brought to you by white claw hard seltzer uh visit whiteclaw.com today we had another pirate radio trivia earlier today brought to you by white claw and aj mcmurphy's and uh, we'll have that out for you soon as well to check out Stephen asby versus john carden a couple of ecu alums went at it earlier john today Carden, yeah uh no relation to shane oh. uh but uh that will be available soon as well all right i go let's get into east carolina dbs 2021 <clears throat> i i like the potential of this position we talked about it i think at the end of last week looking at it with uh with the names returning, with the addition of potentially an impact guy in DJ Moore, the secondary has a chance. This defense is on the way back, Stephen. We don't know about D-line. We like the linebackers, right? Yeah. You like the experience and you like the versatility. And I think I am on the path of liking what they have on the back end. Who do you start with? Jaquan McMillan? I think you have to start with Jaquan McMillan. He is the most proven commodity. He's now posted two strong years, and even though he got off to a slow start last year, that Georgia State game was not his best, but he also had turf toe at the beginning of last year, which is a nagging injury that he kind of battled through. And I thought by the end of the year, he was back to the Jaquan McMillan we saw of 2019. And, you know, pro football focus has graded him. I think the the highest graded defender each of the last two years for ECU or at least in the top two so he's been incredibly consistent he has now seven interceptions in 19 no in 21 career games and again last year limited snaps at times uh he's just been really steady really reliable very good corner and you have to like that you can count on basically one side of the field it's going to be pretty locked down more times than not what about the other side? I, I can't believe Nolan Johnson is a sophomore. It just seems like he's been here a yeah, while. This is his fourth year. 
and he's played uh he played has he played both safety and corner during his time he was a safety as a freshman and then moved to corner which i think has always been his natural home he's played a lot of uh football for the pirates over the last few years we've seen uh, malik fleming out there uh who is the uh, uh, hickman as well who's the number two corner behind um mcmillan I think it's based on last year. It's both um, Malik Fleming and Nolan Johnson. I think they like both those guys. They flip flopped who would be out there at times. They even took McMillan out and ran, ran with Johnson and Fleming at times. I mean, I think Fleming maybe a tad ahead of Johnson, but to me, I really like Nolan's length and size. I mean, he is a legit six two, one ninety five, and he can run at corner, and that is NFL caliber measurables you know malik and jaquan are listed at 5'9 or 5'10 they have you know according to the updated weights have put on some muscle this offseason up to like 180 or so but you can't get any taller <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean you can only get so tall yeah. so uh I, I i like that they have versatility you know jaquan i don't think and, and malik's not going to back down from anybody either but if you have to have a a bigger corner going the game you now have that with nolan johnson all right, I know uh, Sean Tucker. You were you pretty high on him coming in as a cornerback. Uh, played in eight games last year. Didn't have many stats. What about uh, Sean Tucker re- returning for his second freshman season? I think he's a guy long term. Has a lot of upside. You know, pretty lengthy, quick corner. Uh, you know, they brought in three true freshman corner last year, and Tucker I thought was probably the most advanced. But you look at. You know, all three of those guys I think came in the 150s or 160 range. That they just had to get bigger. They weren't uh, as big as they needed to be, and so they've all added some weight this off season. I think Tucker's definitely capable of helping on special teams. I think he's capable of making the two deep once again. C.J. Crump's another freshman uh, returning who has added some weight and has really kind of come along. I think both those guys will be the next wave of corners after McMillan, Fleming, and Johnson, but they could play this year. And then Hickman. He brought up yeah. he's another fourth year sophomore like nolan johnson who hasn't played as much on defense has been more of a special teams guy but you know the coaching staff really <clears throat> seems to like where he's heading so i mean you have a lot of corners with eligibility left and a position that wasn't deep at all when mike houston got here is suddenly building some quality depth now the way they list these things uh, is there and we still got a few names to go over, but like, is the inside, is the slot corner listed as a corner or is he listed in the safeties where you could find Jaira Wilson? Like if, if there's three corners on the field at the same time, I guess you've already named them though, right? Yeah. Nolan Johnson. Uh, I think more than likely Fleming, you'll, McMillan. you'll see McMillan and Johnson outside Fleming in the slot. Like okay. to me, Fleming would seem to fit that slot corner mold. Um, you know, but again, traditionally when ECU goes five DBs, that third, that nickelback is more of the safety, like a gyro, the gyro, or yeah, or stringer, or stringer. But if they go, you know, if you really need coverage, yeah, to me, I would rather go a slot corner like Malik Fleming over gyro. You know, if you're blitzing, or if it's just traditional down where they're going to run the ball, I'd rather go gyro. All right, uh, I got a couple other names here: Jaden Chalmers, yeah cornerback uh from sanford he's got a lot of length and upside speed he was a guy who camped a few years ago you can just tell by his profile looking at his neck that he's got a lot of length <laughs> he's got that merton hanks neck he's got um he was originally a unc signee 
and didn't make it academically, went to prep school at Fork Union, and then he signed with ECU this this past year. So he's a guy that, again, needs to add some some muscle, but I think long-term has uh, very good potential. Nasir Clark is the name at the cornerback position, Seth Giles as well. Uh, I think those are the only two we have not mentioned at this point, Argo. Yeah, Clerk's a, another guy who came in last Clark, year. Clerk, I'm sorry. Freshman. Um, I said and, Clark. Clark. Yeah, yeah. Clerk, Nasir Clerk. Uh, again, fast, you know, super quick is the thing I noticed about his high school film. But I think he was listed last year at like 152 or something, which just needed to get bigger. He has gotten bigger. You know, maybe not quite as advanced as uh, some of the other guys in the room, but has a chance uh, long term. Seth Giles, I think, is a former walk-on um, and kind of a special teams guy, although he could contribute to the position as well. Well, you like to go into a season with four or five you can trust and count on. Mm-hmm. And if you add Tucker and, I guess, Hickman to those three that we kind of know. That's five. You feel pretty good, right? Yeah, and, you know, your your third and fourth corners are always going to play special teams more than likely. So. And that's what Hickman, I think Hickman, Hickman ranked in the top three or four in special team snaps last year. So, I mean, you again, you've got quality depth there. Tucker played special teams. So, those are those will be the five that I think you'll see first. All right, let's go again. I mentioned this. It's so hard to, like, go over positions these days. But is there a traditional strong safety and free safety for ECU's defense? Essentially, yeah. So, they call them field safety and boundary, boundary. safety. Yeah. Um, so the field safety would be the free safety. Yeah. Okay. He's going to play more to the you know the wide side of the field and who cover is that? more ground, being coverage more. Is that Ford? DJ is going to play boundary as far okay. as that's what he played in the spring. Again, these things can always change, but he's more of a big, you know, physical guy, six three, two fifteen. So you want him near the line of scrimmage, help him versus the run, that sort of stuff. And Jawan Powell, it is Jawan, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Jawan Powell who came in pretty highly touted, got in trouble. Was he, like, shooting a paint gun or something? Or did I get that wrong? That, <laughs> I don't know. I think that was, like, 10 years ago. Gian, what did he do? Giannis Bowden was shooting a, a BB gun <laughs> as they drove around town. Was there a car involved? Yeah, he, he him and uh, Devontae Harris broke into a car. Yeah, yeah. They didn't steal anything, but, you know, breaking and entering. Just some uh, Just some mischief. Some stuff. But some dumb stuff. He was suspended half a season. Yeah. He's come back. That was like two years ago at this point. Yeah. So he's come back, uh, gotten back in the good graces of the program. Uh, last year, I think he's – I don't know if he started or was first off the bench in the opener, tore his hamstring, and then didn't come back to the end of the year. But at the end of the year, he was starting to figure it out. And this spring, I thought he made as big a jump as anybody – you know, he could play field or boundary. I think they like him more at field uh, just because of the ground he can cover. But he's a very good tackler. And he if he can get better in coverage, I think he can be a guy. He's made uh, – I feel like when he's played, he's played well. But yeah. he's only played nine games uh, since 2019. So Injuries and suspensions yeah. have hurt him. We, we need uh, – but is he a guy you could see starting? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think so. I think they brought in a lot of safeties because, you know, for that reason – Juwan Powell has upside, but like until he realizes it, then you have to have guys you can count on in competition yeah. and depth. So he's definitely a candidate. You know, if he plays like he did in the spring, he's he's got a shot to start. So I believe you said so. Jaira Stringer, Mooney, and uh, Demetrius Mooney, who moved over from corner or from running back, are playing that 
hybrid position yeah. or whatever. Sam. So let's talk traditional safeties. Who is behind Ford? I mean, we hadn't mentioned Warren Saba, who's yeah. still around here, the He's, old man. He was the starting field safety last year. So, And he was one of their highest graded players in coverage. Um, had the pick six versus Georgia State. Had a nice pick versus Tulsa when he was in the right area. So he's a guy that you know missed some of the spring due to recovering from surgery, but it's just a you know he's played corner, nickel, and safety already in his career. So another guy that has versatility and experience. I feel like last year Sean Dorso was a name that where uh, they were counting like high he's, on right. He started every game. Yeah. So where does he fit in this year? So last year he played boundary and he was more of the in the box safety and he could play that again with DJ Ford coming in. They wanted to also work him at field safety in the spring, which he did. So he could play either spot. I think he'll be on special teams. I think he'll play a lot. You know, I really think they they are going to end up at three deep at safety Sam at both safety spots and Sam. So I think they're going to rotate a lot at safety. This um, is a unique problem to have yeah i mean for they, ecu they last year they had so many injuries at safety and so many departures they're like we're not letting this happen again they brought in like we haven't even talked about the juco kids they brought in who have a chance as well and so they just have a lot of depth on the back end so pal ford dorso um that's a pretty good and saba top four Right. Is that the top four, you think? I mean, in terms of returning and that we how, know about how it looked anyway. in the spring, I would yeah. say, say yeah. Tegan Wilk. I've seen his name. Tegan Wilk up. has played, again, he was the guy who made a jump in the spring. Yeah. Played Sam last year, played more safety in the spring. So, like, he could play, he's the guy who could play either. Very good tackler. You know, not great speed, but probably one of the best tacklers and hitter at, hitters at the position there are a ton of safeties on this mm-hmm. roster every single one of them has a different hairstyle it's amazing <laughs> go check that out if you get some time like yeah, everybody really do. and it's all unique and it's like all different yep it's pretty crazy <laughs> all right just something i noticed uh who are some other names steven we hadn't mentioned so the two juco guys are julius wood and uh, kingston mckinstry and they both have three years of eligibility remaining both should help on special teams. I've heard various good, various good things uh, about Julius Wood's size, speed. You know, a power five caliber player. He, he's got a great name if he ends up. Uh, that is a good name. Yeah, Kingston McKinstry sounds like a name on the Key and Peele skit. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Kingston McKin- McKinstry. All right. He's another JUCO kid that covers a lot of ground, tackles. So. You know, the, we're talking about a lot of guys that are going to be on the kick coverages and oh, things 100%. like that too, right? The one thing that stands out about safeties in the Mike Houston era, they they're not going to be afraid of tackling. If you if you struggle to tackle as a safety in this coach under this coaching staff, you're not going to play long. Who was the guy, Robert, Robert Kennedy? Uh, he had the awful tackle attempt oh, in that yeah. game. He basically left the program, and that was like, and he was never heard from again. <laughs> it was kind of like when. Uh, that guy uh, got left on the island. Uh, Seth. Who's the basketball player? Seth? Oh, Seth Leday. Yeah. Seth Leday. I want to yeah. say Seth Liddell for some reason. Seth Leday uh, got sent to his room <laughs> during a basketball yeah. tournament and never heard of him again. Robert Kennedy missed the tackle and, like, did he even return home? I want to say he got called out in a meeting and just left. So Yeah. 
And the other to your point, you it was it. one of the worst tackle attempts I've ever seen. It on was football bad. Field. I mean, it was worthy of being pointed out and saying, "This is like, what is this?" If you're trying to set a culture of like toughness and physicality, and you're pulling that crap, yeah. If you and if you can't stand up and be like, "Yeah, I should be better," right? Then you don't belong in the program. So, from my understanding, that's basically what happened. Now he's at Old Dominion, and granted, he's pretty good. Like he's pretty talented player. He just didn't fit the culture and that happens you're not going to hit on all your recruits so you bring in a couple more safeties so the pirates appear to be uh pretty deep at that uh safety position and they like what they got at corner as well so kind of wrapped it up here i go maybe we'll uh, do some special teams if we can talk to you in the coming weeks but uh as far as the defense goes i think we have i look i personally am optimistic about east carolina's defense in 2021 i think we saw some signs uh year one of blake harrell now he gets spring ball for the first time with him gets to implement even more new faces coming in veterans that are going to lead the team when the coaching staff is away in the form of bivens and smith and and ram sword and those guys so i am very optimistic about another leap being taken by this defense for the upcoming season I am too. I think it's it's realistic to expect continued gradual improvement, if not big improvement, because you know the most exciting thing is they're still so young across the board. Like all those DBs we just mentioned, how many of them have two to three years remaining in their eligibility? I mean, outside of DJ Ford, like all those guys are sophomores or freshmen. So I mean, you're still working with a pretty young team. The COVID year obviously helped. But you have a chance to really build this thing and turn it into uh, a really good defense for the next three years. All those defensive linemen we talked about, the, the linebackers are pretty old and experienced, but even most of those guys have a couple years left. And you got some young guys waiting in the, in the wings who are good. So, the, you know, the one thing that concerns me about the defense is the pass rush. Yeah. Because as good as your secondary is, it doesn't matter if you True. don't have the pass rush. And ECU has got to find a way to get to the quarterback with uh without sending the house so much last year i mean was chris willis one of the only ones that could kind of get there and he's no longer he's no longer with the the program i mean rick what did he end up doing by the way chris willis he's just he's done with football yeah okay uh rick debrayu is really kind of your 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 star returning pass rush didn't have a lot of sacks last year but i thought got consistent good pressure you know i think you'll see him at end i think you'll see xavier smith they'll try some different things but you really need one of those young D linemen to emerge and kind of be a force in the pass rush. Or you need a uh, Nate Harvey to pop up out of nowhere. Yeah, to have a fullback. You know, maybe Jeremy Lewis can be that guy as a after a position change. Um, you know, the blitzing all the time is good. It keeps the 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 offense on its heels and it creates some explosive plays. But you also got to be able to, you know, third and eight every now and then just rush forward, dropping the coverage and be able to get to the quarterback uh zach on facebook live had a random request uh, he asked could we say a cory glore hello um spelled cory's first and last name wrong so I, I say that we classic message border if you can't spell his name right either one then i don't even i don't even know if you can grant the request i'm gonna say this is like multiplication and if you <laughs> multiply two negatives it turns into a positive so i'm gonna say hello um uh, if i go if you want to sit out you can I'd like to go around the room. Let's start with uh, Chandler, uh, who does a good Corey Glore. From the gut. Yeah. Hello. 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 There you go. 
There you go. The Corey Glore Quartet. All right, let's take a timeout. We got uh, five or ten minutes left to go. We should have all Hello. said it at the Hello. same time. Hello. Right. On the count of three, everybody. One, two, three. Hello. Hello. <laughs> we're so dumb. But look, that's what he wanted. Hey, that's, we're giving the fans what they want. This is what you want. Uh, but don't ask again. Quit asking. Uh, we'll take a timeout. We got a few more minutes to go with Igo and a giveaway when we return after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. At Angel Oak, they continue to make customer service a number one priority. A local mortgage advisor is the key to your transaction success. The combination of their local team's experience and Angel Oak's wide offerings of products from standard conventional government and portfolio loans has something for every financial situation. For more information, call Talbot Green, Joanne Weir, or Wanda Hager at 751-2060. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Back with you as uh, we get ready for Pirate Football, 38 days away from kickoff. More importantly, like a week away from covering a practice, right, Stephen? Yeah, preseason camp, I think, begins next Tuesday. And by Man. the way, the American Athletic Conference, not to go on a tangent here, but how can you have media days in the middle of preseason camp? But what are we doing? Why are we not doing this in July? Like everybody else. Like every other conference. Yeah. I don't understand any benefit of having it in early August. All you're doing is pissing off the coaches. <laughs> I promise you. <laughs> All right. There's that from Stephen Igo. Uh, so we'll be covering that next week and uh, looking forward to it. Steven, uh, are you like, I don't know, what, what's your mindset right now with the baby, oh, well, with the football? One day at a time. Yeah, like you got a lot. You've got nothing going on, but a lot at the same yeah. time. You know what I'm saying? Well, it'll hit, yeah, next week. Once practice begins, it's going to be all-out chaos. So. Is it crazy to know your life is about to change forever? Like, this is a marking oh, point been, in your life. I've been waiting on it for a long time now, so it's like... Hurry up and get it over with. Get over with and make it happen, start that that uh, phase of my life and figure it out from there. I mean, it's going to be a challenge, but I'm excited that, you know, the good thing is, I guess at times the next month will go by slowly and painfully, but at times it'll also fly by because we'll have so much going on. All right. And then uh, football season will be here. You know what? I'm going to read this on the air. Uh, Jenny Shelton chiming in, Stephen. Okay. Says maybe the conference is dealing with bigger issues like conference stuff. How do you ever think of that, Stephen? <laughs> Jenny. <laughs> Was that what? supposed to be funny? I think she's being serious. So she, I think she's saying like conference realignment. Realignment, yeah. But they, no. <laughs> they could have done this two weeks ago with no issues. Yeah, you plan for these things far in advance before all this uh, this starts. So I, that has nothing to do with it. <laughs> Michael Resco is like, we, oh, crap, I forgot about this. I'm trying to add um, 
uh, Texas Tech to the AAC. I mean, unless he knew that this news was going to break in late July and that the American could get some headlines by holding the conference media days in early August. Like, if he knows that, then he's well ahead of the game, and the AAC is in much better shape than we even realize. Mike Oresco is getting the pinpoints for Texas Tech. Lubo is such a nice town. What? <laughs> what did you just say? How do y'all do the Mike Oresco? Well, no, no, no. What did what did Lubbock? You, what did you L- say? Lubos? He said Lubo. <laughs> what is Lubos? <laughs> yes, Diana. <laughs> Lubos is a uh, it's a fantastic town. Hold on, I gotta get it right. Uh, it's just fantastic. It's uh, Shane Carter and Justin Hardy had such a great career at East Carolina University, and we think that if Texas Tech is added and the lovely town of Lubos, that it could really uh, improve our profile, not only from an eyeball perspective, but from a financial and academic perspective with uh, the Lubos Library that they have there, the Lubos uh, Town of uh, Chamber of Commerce, and uh, the Lubos Walmart is said to be one of the best Walmarts in the country. Shane Carden, Justin Hardy. Rough wing now. Great job. Great facilities. <clears throat> Jenny uh, responds, says, everybody is on vacay till end of July. Duh. Well, including Nick Saban, every SEC coach, every ACC coach. Yeah, like these things have been happening. I I promise you the coaches will be, you know, it's only a day or two. Jenny, do you work for the American? What do you care? Why are you so invested in this argument? I mean, I like it, but I'm just curious. She's just trying to get us mad at each other somehow. (sighs) I don't really have any beefs with Igo at this moment. Uh, Steven, uh, we're going to give you the day off Thursday. Yeah, might be an important day, or nothing might not happen at all. Yeah, nothing might not happen at work. <laughs> but uh, something could happen. We hope to have you uh, on the program in some shape, form, or fashion in the coming weeks via phone. If Likely else. over the phone. Yeah, like while you're holding your uh, your baby boy. Yeah, you could talk uh, some pirate football with us or something. I don't know. We'll figure something out. Um. So yeah, we'll do that. But good luck to you and Erica. Thank you. Uh, anything going on on hoist the colors? We need to know about. Just uh, we posted our a uh, couple of things this morning. Uh, l- two long articles. One power ranking the opponents for East Carolina football in 2021. Who do you think was number one on oh, the uh, toughest opponents? Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be not to be fickle, but I'm going to say Cincinnati. Good call. And we also had our most notable weight changes year over year. The uh, online roster was just updated with the weight changes on ecpirates.com. I've already had two players message me saying that their weights are uh, inaccurate. But I'm like, <laughs> look, man, like it was on ecpirates.com. It was just updated. I'm like, that's the only info I have to go by. Um, Steven, you want me to uh, run down the whole list, toughest opponents real quick? Yeah, you can try. Number one, Cincinnati. Number two, Central Florida. Correct gets tough from this there. This one's tricky. Number three, I'm going to say I'm not. we're going to beat Appalachian State. I'm not saying Appalachian State. Number three is Houston. No. Like, I, you, I didn't feel good about that. You were you're on the right part of the schedule. Like you're looking at it. Memphis? Yep. Yeah. Memphis and then Houston nope. and then App State. I have South Carolina fourth. App State fifth, Houston sixth. Okay. Tulane, 
Wow, where's Marshall come in? Actually, I have Navy ahead of Tulane. Wow. Then Marshall. Y'all are Tulane deniers every year, y'all being you and Ronnie. Well, I mean, I think they're really – like I wrote an article, they're going to be good every year. Good does not mean they're top of the conference. Like what is the ceiling at Tulane? Now, they, I think with the way he's now been there, I think this is six years, so he's had a full recruiting cycle plus – so like they're gonna restock and have his system down. Now he's got two new coordinators, which would worry me a little bit if I'm Tulane. But I really like that. They got young, a good QB coming back. Yeah, right? I like Michael Pratt a lot. Their quarterback. So the the whole point of it is, there's very few bad teams on the schedule. I mean, yeah, there's no like marquee. I mean, there's no easy wins outside of probably Charleston Southern. Uh, Johnny, as we'll let you go, I guess says was glad to see the news on Jackson today. If it was ever in doubt. Uh, there was a tweet, Jackson? yeah, that he got it a waiver approved to be immediately eligible. I didn't even okay. know that was a thing. Right. I guess since he's already transferred a couple times. Johnny's our hoops listener, so Johnny, if you're feeling good, I'm feeling good. All right, thanks, Stephen. Thank you. Good luck to the Igo family. Take a time out uh, as we do, Shirley. Let's make somebody a winner. All right, three one seven twelve fifty. What are we giving away on this Tuesday? A shrimp taco lunch courtesy of Chico's. All right, bring your the Chico's shrimp taco available to you if you are caller number 12. 317 Caller 12 is our winner on Pirate Radio Live. We'll I'll be back with more after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Congratulations to Todd Harris of Winterville. Picked up a shrimp taco lunch courtesy of Chico's. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's. Enjoy your favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Plus, ice-cold cervezas and Chico's famous margaritas are always available. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Alrighty, back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Clip Brock, Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt. We had a great show today. Thanks to Amanda Houston and Jenny Shelton for coming by talking about the ladies clinic going on this friday you can uh, sign up for it online or you can just show up on friday it's 75 dollars, and you'll get a tour uh some pictures uh with uh, all the behind the scenes stuff uh staff introductions chalk talk so you'll go over some plays hit the weight room uh skills and drills and also have a nice dinner so that is available to all you ladies out there uh, also, Billy Weaver, Gene Briggs, and Stephen Igo joined us on today's show. Good luck to uh, Gene and the Babe Ruth All-Stars from Greenville, who will be taking the field at 6.30 at Guy Smith Stadium. If you want to go watch some uh, good area baseball as they try to make it to the Babe Ruth World Series out in Texas. Uh, we've been talking a lot of conference realignment, not only today, but every day since that news came out last week. Uh, Cav, uh, we were talking about the... AAC media days uh, coming up at the same time as fall camp. Uh, and Cav says the AAC will make an announcement during media days. You guys are two steps behind 
four teams next week. All right, uh, Cav. Thanks for uh, the uh, for giving us the heads up on that. So the AAC is going to announce four new teams next week. Now, Cav, according to Cav. Now, Cav, when that doesn't happen, are you going to come back and say you don't know what the hell you're talking about? And the answer is. Well, that was more of a rhetorical question. Gotcha. We'll see if he answers during the break. Mm. Or after they announce the four teams, are you going to be our permanent insider? Mm. that also is a rhetorical question <laughs> so aac uh media days i guess coming out they're not even doing the in-person stuff now so ronnie woodward has already voted uh in his media poll and has cincinnati winning the american in 2021 as they did a year ago um the uh phil Steele magazine is out the phil Steele podcast with troy d coming up at six o'clock it's available to download uh via spotify now also itunes you can find it on soundcloud and hear that conversation we played some cuts earlier phil still has ecu 69th in his power pole which is again higher than i expected and i asked shirley and chandler their numbers chandler was in mid 70s shirley was high 80s yeah so higher uh than you guys expected as well absolutely and you know what i'll take it because if there's a guy that knows you know their football it's phil Steele. and if you go back and look at his track record as far as predicting what east carolina will do in a season the dude is pretty much on track yeah. so if I, he likes him i like him yeah because i mean he's been doing this for a long time and we've just about been with him every year checking in you know as far as the forecast for east carolina so he's been pretty much on point so if he says we're around in the 60s i'll take it i think the defense takes a step forward we talked about that a moment ago how about uh how about a bounce back year for cj johnson is that in the cards yes absolutely yes i I mean we need it to be in the cards we need it to be in the cards but you know another year older a little bit more maturity I think he was a little frustrated. He had a breakout year his freshman year because nobody knew what he was capable of and what you know he could do. Uh, he caught a lot of teams off guard. Might have got a case of the big head. Yeah, uh, Drake Smith uh, would say. Yeah, that they, that's certainly a possibility. And then uh, you know teams decided to double team him, and you know that opened up obviously opportunities for Blake Prohl and Tyler Sneed. Blake's not here, so you're gonna ha- he's gonna have to step up whether. You know he uh, he's just going to have to find that separation and be that that wide receiver that we need him to be. After going over there, all these position previews with Igo, I mean, I like the makeup of the team. It's just the the O line, like it can it's always a, it's always a concern. It can derail everything you try to do. Agreed. S- snapping the ball to protecting the quarterback to opening up running holes, it can. You got a good O line, you're going to have a good offense one way or the other. A bad O line, it doesn't matter who you have at the skill positions. And we have to, uh, we, we got to get some good O line play. Now, one positive note on that Noah Henderson, mm-hmm. uh, fully cleared to return to the team, hasn't played in a long time, didn't play in all of 2020. So, hope, you know, he's got to get back into football shape, game mm-hmm. shape, and all that. But if he is, that is a, that's almost like picking up a blue chip recruit, a tackle, if he's yeah, able to play absolutely. this year. I'm just looking back at last year and thinking what would the offense look like? What would the offensive line look like 
performance-wise with Noah Henderson on one side and Deontay Smith on the other. Instead, you had neither and trying to just piece it together, and that includes injuries to Spellacy, Winstead, those guys. I, you were you were depleted. You've got the, some bodies this year, but it is uh, it's very much unknown at how some of these well, guys are. Yeah, because perform. as you mentioned, you've got bodies, but it's not just the physical aspect of it; it's the mental aspect of it. Is knowing where they need to block, where they need to be, uh, and you know, providing that protection for Holton because you know he can't be running for his life like he has been. Yeah, and uh, on that note, I expect him to run more, but not for his life, by right. by design. By and design, yes. By choice, uh, rather than <laughs> to not get crushed by a blitzing linebacker or defensive end. So, yeah. uh, And I look for Holton to, to make, you know, uh, this is what, his third year? Correct me if I'm wrong. Third year? Fourth year. Third year. <laughs> What are you looking at me for? Third year. Third year. Okay, so it's his third year. Fourth, Fourth year. Fourth year. Jeez, come on. Get it together, guys. Because I was played, asking uh, you. The last year of Scotty McGonagall. We Montgomery. were trying to think okay. as well. All right, so fourth year, I expect him to make uh, – there There were some times last year where he didn't make very good decisions. Oh, he's got – Trying to force things, you know, yeah. when he need, he didn't need to. He's things got to like take that. a leap. He's, yeah, you've got to make better decisions, um, and that's what I'm hoping. I mean, he's got the arm for it. We know he's got the arm. We know he's got the feet. He's just got to get it in between the two ears. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's got to, to make better decisions throwing the ball downfield. Yeah, and uh, it, it, you know, takes everybody. Uh, but that you're always going to look at the quarterback position. Uh, CJ is a guy that can make it to the NFL if he puts it all together. So he's under a microscope. Uh, your big time playmakers are going to have to show out in 2021. All right, let's uh, get our final break in. We'll come back. You're ready to wrap up a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. By the way, Pirate Radio Trivia has dropped. You can check it out from earlier today. A great battle between John Carden and Stephen Asby. A couple of uh, ECU alums, a couple of F3 members go at it. We asked about football teams and television shows was one of the categories north carolina politics north carolina politics was one of the categories 30 years ago 30 years ago today and that regarded tv or excuse me film and music uh another category was Uh, film and music yes i already asked you these questions oh you did yep and you killed it oh per usual yesterday Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. And I didn't realize that's what you were doing, but 2008 ECU football, that particular season where the Pirates jumped out 3 and 0 and uh and then went to 3 and 3. If you think you know those categories, check out Pirate Radio Trivia available on YouTube and uh play along at home. Pirate Radio Trivia brought to you by White Claw Hard Seltzer and uh, AJ Murphy's as well. Take a time out, come back, wrap up Pirate Radio Live after this.
listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Taking a look at your stock market uh, for today. It was a rough day. The Dow fell 85 points and closed at 35,058. NASDAQ was down 168 points at 14,956, and the S&P was down 20 at 4,401. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors stock market report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Cliff Brock. All right, I'm excited uh, to get off the air today. Okay. Why is that? Because I'm ready to hear Phil Steele on Pirate Radio. Oh, yeah. If you're listening to our live edition Tuesday at 5.58 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, then stay tuned for Phil Steele and Troy D. one-on-one on the Pirate Radio podcast. You can also download that um, on Apple iTunes, <coughs> SoundCloud, and Spotify as well. And uh, it'll be on the air coming up in a couple minutes. So, uh, what does Phil still think about East Carolina in 2021? Uh, stay tuned and find out a couple of minutes from now. Uh, we got a lot of football talk coming up later on this week. Uh, tomorrow, we will talk to Harry Donahue, a fantastic voice. He is the voice of the Temple Owls. We'll talk about Temple. Struggled last year. We'll see what they got for 2021 as he'll join us on the show. Also, Will Bland. We'll start to get into some high school football previews as uh august is less than a week away uh coming up this weekend august will be here so time to talk high school football uh will bland will join us coming up wednesday with bryce williams in hour number three dave walotion is the voice of the memphis tigers he joins us friday and we'll have an offensive uh show for you as well not offensive but offensive (laughs) with donnie kirkpatrick offensive coordinator of the Pirates. He'll be uh, joining us on Friday as well. A lot in between coming up on the program. So some big shows on tap. Thanks for tuning in today. Chandler Shirley, we'll see y'all fine folks Wednesday, 3 o'clock for an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. We will talk to you then. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.